What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 54, Podcast by Night, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? I'm great, and that, that title is extra funny because we're not podcasting at night like no. we usually do. <laughs> Eh, for me, it's it's still morning, and for you, it's 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 noon, noon thirty. So technically, it's afternoon. It's afternoon. Wow. So uh, this 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 may be our earliest uh, podcast recording yet. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, maybe we'll have a different uh, dynamic today because usually I'm extremely exhausted when I'm podcasting, and it it adds a little extra kick. I, I never know how I do with these. I, I, I don't I don't know how I do this time. Uh, you I, do well. I guess. <laughs> you do well. Uh, so okay, uh, a few things I'd like to I'd like to bring up. Uh, yes. The, uh, the website. Hey, we're we're still doing great stuff on the website. Go to damn right. Go to talkfromsociety.com. dot uh, com. I mean, we've published a, a lot of year end lists, and uh, as as of this recording. Did you say year-end, or did you say urine? Urine. We've published a lot of oh. urine lists, which is unusual. <laughs> uh, managed to you know, list the top ten urine scenes in film. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> year-end. The, 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 gotcha. year, the year is over. 2016. Thank uh, goodness. And uh, we've released the Best of 2016 uh, episode of the Talk from Society podcast. Oh, jeez! I'm sure you you guys have heard that by now because this episode we're recording, Matt, will will come out after that. Um, and and yeah, and also the Talk from Society awards, the nominations. I think at this point will will have been announced, so that's exciting. Gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, I look I look I I look forward to those every year. Yeah, I I, I do too. I, They're kind of like the Oscars, but they get it right. Yeah, usually they get it right. I'd say. Uh, I mean, you know, I, unless a lot of people vote in some random ass Robert Pattinson movie that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> but hey, that's cool. It's an inside joke. Yes, people on Twitter, like uh, they, they, there have been two instances now, Matt, where during the first round ballot bo- uh, ballot voting, uh, uh, two online communities have hijacked the the ballot. One being Robert Pattinson, the other being uh, Beyonce's Lemonade. Uh, fan, of course, fans of those. Uh, I mean, I got one ballot today, and I, I, this is okay to say because the the first round ballot is closed. But I'll just say this: I got one ballot uh, the other day where every single entry on it just said "lemonade, lemonade, 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 well, lemonade." You you can't avoid that beehive. Just just ask <laughs> Nicolas Cage. That's a reference to a movie he was in, in which he was bitten, no, stung by bees, not bitten. Many many bees in the face and many in his bees mouth. In the face, yes. Bee sting, uh, as we learned in the, in the film, the bee movie, and then they and then they die right after. It's very sad. They do yeah. Uh, why is bee movie a thing, Matt? Uh, because the internet gets bored sometimes, Marcelo, and they like to ask the question: Do you like jazz? <laughs> it's it's bee movie and uh, Smash Mouth uh, that they're obsessed with. Uh, I don't it's just Shrek in general. They're they're obsessed with, and I, I don't guess, understand it. I don't know. It's youth. It's a weird thing. Youth. Youth is gross. <sighs> youth is gross. I, I really, lo- I really love how our banter section in the beginning always turns us turns into us like just like yelling at the listener. 
<laughs> we, like I said... And just looking down on them. It's a running theme throughout the entire series of this. Uh, we have a contempt for our listeners. I think that's what's happening. Somewhat of a contempt. Hey, it's mostly love. Uh, here's, uh, here, here's, a, uh, here's a thing that I've done for the listeners that could be conceived as love. Uh, <laughs> and I and, and I announced this on the on the Talk from Society podcast, best of 2016 episode. But I'll say it here too. Um, on the iTunes main feed for Talk from Society, now the entire archive, the back catalog of episodes, uh, oh, all, all of those are available. That's over 176 hours worth of content. God right there. damn! You can go all the way back, listen to. Uh, our early, early, early episodes, um, and, and me uploading these this past weekend to our new like SoundCloud feed. Well, it's not new. Well, I don't, I don't want to get too into it, but I had to move stuff from the Tumblr, you know, feed to our our there. We have a SoundCloud feed, but it's too complicated. We're only going to be using SoundCloud. Forget Tumblr. Tumblr doesn't exist for us anymore. I mean, it's, we're not woke enough. No, <laughs> not woke enough for uh, Tumblr. Sorry, cutting, kids. Cutting to the chase, uh, I had to like re-upload files on our SoundCloud, and yeah, I had to, I listened back to a few episodes, not the entire thing, for God's sakes. I I am legitimately terrified to listen to the first episode of this show. I yes, I listened back to about you know twenty minutes of that first episode, and I'm sure the sound quality is just wretched. It's 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 not great, and also we I had, probably sound like I'm in a cave about a billion miles away. We had no idea what we were doing. We, yeah. I, I think we just jumped in and go, "Hey, this is Matt. This is Marcelo. Let's 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 uh, talk about what we watched." And that was it. That, yeah. was, the- that, that was it. There was nothing. There, there was no guests. There was no like a back no and forth. witty banter. No banter, as, as, as they say. No, uh, no Matt's Riddle Corner. Nothing. It was just movie talk. Which we didn't even have guests. No, no, we didn't. We didn't have a guest until like episode like twelve. So. <laughs> Anyway, go back and listen to that. Why not? Uh, or was, don't. If, if, if you are on iTunes, like the uh, previously before this, only like the past 20 episodes were available, but now everything okay. everything is available. At this point, 100, in a museum. Yeah, 152 episodes of wow. con of podcast content. Uh, not not just this show, but there's also no, you know, exactly. Talk Film Society. Um, I believe you put up uh, Colorado Street, Die Hard for the NFR, right? Yes, uh, the That's... Hamilton podcast, uh, a few specials. Uh, the I, I did a Talk from Society Fest like two years ago. Uh, those episodes are on there. Yeah, just just everything, everything I've produced, edited, hosted. Well, there's only like one, like maybe one episode that I that I'm not in in the entire batch, Matt. And that's uh, I remember that that episode. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, if you want to hear me, like for 175 hours, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm in each and every single one of those episodes, which is weird. Um, I don't know why I do it. I'm not that great at it. Uh, but hey, it's not weird. <laughs> you can judge for yourself. Go back and listen to that archive. Oh, I'll judge you. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I'll say like maybe there are like three uh, episodes that I. I cut out that's are kind of lost that I I would like to re-release though uh, the the pilot of the Talk from Society podcast that's not on there I probably I probably re-release that at some point and also we have one dispatch that's not on there that I'd like to re-release later on 
for as, as, a, as a special, like, hey, look, look, look how far we've come. You know, that, as long as Matt's Happy Thoughts is on there, I'll, oh, I'm happy. Matt's Happy Very Thoughts pleased. is for sure on there. I I listen back to that, and you I got to bring that back. Yeah, that, yeah, we have to we have to bring that back one time uh, soon. Okay, but yes, that was that was the big announcement. I, I I like to remind people like if you're, it's it's on the RSS feed. So if if you're on iTunes, it's there. And I think if you have any other podcatcher, you know, app, you know, it it, it should be on there. You should be able to access. All those episodes, so that's a good that that's good news. I was I was happy to finally do that because I was tired of just the past twenty episodes just being up there, and that was it. Uh-huh. You know, if if people want to go back and listen to everything, you know, there you go. Uh, and and I was joking about this in the Talk from Society uh, podcast episode. If you do it, if you listen to all one hundred seventy six hours, let us know. We'll, <laughs> we'll 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 give you a prize. How about that? <clears throat> I don't know. You will get a you get a prize and a drink. I will buy you a drink. I want to know if anybody's actually listened to everything. If like they're all caught up. Sure, there's one or two. That's insane. But thank Come you. Come on now. Okay, so you know, forget about contempt for the listeners. I'm happy for the listeners. Okay, once you know, it, it happens rarely on this show, but thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, 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 and just by judging by the numbers, like people really want to listen back to those episodes because already I see like a big bump in our numbers, so that's great. But okay, so if we have nothing else to banter about, why don't we move? I don't in- think so. No. Why don't, why don't we move into our first segment, which is uh, where we show more contempt for our listeners, where we tease them <laughs> as to what we're watching this week. Yes. Uh, welcome back to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give all our listeners some cryptic clues about what we'll be watching this week. Okay, this week we're going to uh, be disappointed by Ben Affleck, and then we're going to be uh, hanging out with the Daniels for a little bit, and we're going to turn down for what? And then we're going to hang out with a giant monster moth, and then we're going to hang out with a cop who has a sword, I think. And then we're going to spend 13 days with JFK. And then we're going to uh, help out the space race. And then we're going to hang out with another giant monster. And then we're going to talk to a uh, TV reporter who's mad as hell. And then we're going to hang out with a uh, lovely family with a lovely maid. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a Sure Jan gif uh, inserted somewhere. Then we're going to talk about a, uh, an old school president. And then we're going to talk about something involving beeping. And then we're going to talk about Mr. <laughs> Eyebrows, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Um, something beeping. Uh, again, <laughs> something beeping. Again, that could be anything. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Uh, what will it be? Find out and get out your Dakota rings, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we should put in cryptic. I mean, like real, actual cryptic clues throughout the entire episode. Well, That's one, too much work during one episode. <laughs> it's way too much work. <laughs> I think we should do it for like episode like one hundred and one. Uh, <laughs> gonna write that into the schedule. Okay. Uh, hey. Uh, speaking of uh, cryptic, let's not be cryptic anymore and reveal who our guest is this week, Matt. He has been respectfully quiet this whole time. Yes. <laughs> um, Maybe too quiet. I would like to – let me introduce our, our guest today. Uh, he is a VCR archaeologist. I think – I hope I said that right. Uh, you probably know him on uh, Twitter and uh, rest in peace, Vine, as a VHS dude. It came from the VCR. Uh, Ralph, how are you, Ralph? Doing good. Hey, Doing thanks good. for coming on, Ralph. Yeah, no problem. Can we talk about this urine list? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I came, I came up with three off the top of my head. Three oh, okay. urine this scenes is... that... So I'm going to go... My number three is going to be uh, from The Money Pit, in which... Uh, oh, God, yes. Tom Hanks ends up in a fountain, and there's a little uh, fountain child, like, <laughs> uh, peeing on his head. <laughs> uh, yes. 
the set the second one I, I'm gonna go with is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, where Robert yes. Downey Jr. accidentally pees on a corpse. <laughs> and then uh, number one's got to be uh, the Naked Gun, where Frank Drebin goes to use the bathroom with a live microphone during yes. a press conference. Oh my God, yes. Uh, so that's my urine list. That's amazing. Uh, we should actually write this list, Matt, for the website. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. This is good. <laughs> and we're also pretty topical uh, in discussing urine because uh, our country is a joke. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, again, thanks, Raph, for coming on and giving us those great uh, entries on our soon-to-be-released urine list. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, Matt. I yes. Think, hello. You know, <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to get to know our guest a little bit more, don't you think? Yeah. Welcome back to the other segment I like to call "Get to Know You," where we get to know our guests, make sure they're a real human being and not a replicant. Ooh. Point oh. contest. Yes, it is. Uh, tell me about the tortoise. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, uh, Ralph. I would like. I asked this of a lot of uh, guests. Uh, what is the first movie you ever saw in a theater? Um, that's tough. Uh, I have memories of seeing the uh, Empire Strikes Back, and I have memories of seeing E.T. Uh, Empire Strikes Back may have been a re-release because I would have been three at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if I would remember that, but I definitely remember seeing E.T. when it came out. So you have awesome ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. I never really... I, I guess I liked E.T., but I never, I've probably only seen it maybe in its entirety three times in my life. Okay. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It, it, but I'm going to just, I'm going to go with, let's go with E.T. That's, uh, that's, that's a good answer. I mean, I, I wasn't uh, old enough to see it when it was initially released in theaters, mm-hmm. but I got, a, I got the great privilege of seeing that on the big screen uh, for its, I forget what anniversary it was. Whatever 2012 was. Uh, was it 20? Oh, okay, yeah, oh, Was yeah. it 30? 30 years? 30. I think that's yeah. when they put out that new Blu-ray. 30. Yeah. So, yeah, the the Draft House was having a, a you know, uh, a summer of 82, like, retrospective. Ooh, not even. Oh, man. 1982. Yeah, it was. It was the greatest year of movies. Yeah, and that's why they did that. They were like speaking of Blade Runner. Yes, actually, like Mm -hmm. I'm upset because like they they had like I I can't name them off my head. I'm sure I'm sure you can, Ralph. Yeah, but they they had like everything except Blade Runner. They they announced, hey, we're gonna show Blade Runner. We're doing it, and then by the end of the series, they're like. We're sorry, rights issues, uh, like our holdings oh. back, and we can't, you know, uh, theatrically run Blade Runner because I think what they wanted to do was release or or, or screen the uh, theatrical cuts of Blade Runner, oh, okay, like on on film, like on thirty five millimeter, because that's that's what they're known for, the draft house. But I guess they couldn't, you know, manage that. Um, but anyway, but, but you know, regardless of that, E. T. the Alam- the Alamo Draft House, where only some dreams are made. <laughs> just some. Uh, but but E. T. was there. Oh God, I'm, I cannot remember. Remember what else? I can I'm, fire off a bunch if you want. Yeah, yeah, f- fire off a bunch, Ralph. Uh, let's see, Conan the Barbarian, oh, the Tron, yeah, yeah, ooh, uh, Dark Crystal. Um, I think Wrath of Khan came out that year. That's right, uh, Wrath of Khan. I, I was there the, for that screening. That was amazing. the thing. The, the thing. thing? Oh, the God. thing. Yeah, the thing they screened. Oh yes, all, Rocky, all these. Rocky three, I believe. Yeah, it was Rocky three. Clubber Lang. Um, I forget which Friday the Thirteenth. Um. 
Mega part. That might have been part two. Megaforce. If anybody cares about Megaforce, I think they might have screamed. I've Megaforce. heard of it. Yeah. Did they scream Megaforce? Yeah. Oh God, I have to look up this list now because they. <laughs> it was a hell of a retrospective. I don't think they've ever topped themselves after yeah, that. Uh, they 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 tried to do a summer of '83 and it just was not the same. No. I mean, yeah. me seeing. What are they going to show? Return of the Jedi five times. <laughs> I mean, I I saw. I think during that retrospective, I did see the thing, Wrath of Khan, ET, like all in the span of like two weeks, and that was incredible. Uh, Damn. And that's the thing is like uh, ET just destroyed everything else. Yeah, yeah. And so all of these movies, like the thing and Blade Runner, they're all were financial disasters. Did they show Grease too? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they did. <laughs> I'm actually. I'm actually looking up right now. See if I can pull up that list because it was a phenomenal list. Twilight uh, Zone. Did they show Twilight Zone? Uh, hold on. Oh, Poltergeist. See. Poltergeist was '82. Yes. Okay. Here it is. Conan the Barbarian, Road Warrior, uh, Rocky Three, Poltergeist, Jesus. Star Trek Two, uh, E.T. The Thing, Tron, and then they also had Vice Squad, Escape 2000. The Sword and the Sorcerer, the the Secret of Nim. Uh, oh my God, I love the Secret of Nim. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Class of 1984, oh, uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Three, Halloween oh, Three, uh, Cue the Winged Serpent, The Dark Crystal, yes. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and The Last Unicorn. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good year. It's a pretty good. Yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Except everybody went to go see E.T. the end. Yeah. <laughs> None of these movies made money. We all went yeah. to go see The yeah. Alien. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's 82. I, I guess now we can celebrate, what, the 35th anniversary of all these movies now? Yeah, sure. Ooh, maybe we should do that for, like, the website or a podcast, Matt. Just go back. Shh, keep it oh, secret. Keep right. it safe. Uh, l- uh, listeners out there, there might have been uh, an exclusive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, or, or or if you run a website, don't do it because we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, you have a question, Marcella? Yeah, uh, Ralph. Uh, yeah. Matt's uh, previously called you a uh, what? What was it, Matt? A VHS what? A VC archaeologist. A VC archaeologist. Uh, mm. why, why don't you talk about that? Because uh, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> some people may be like, what does that actually mean? Yeah, uh, it's uh, like I. Thought I came up with the term, but I think I saw it on Twitter that showed up maybe like a month before I'd come up with it. It's weird, um, but it's essentially it's anybody who goes and searches for kind of like VHS tapes, not like normal VHS tapes that you find all over the place, like your Titanics and and the Jerry J- Maguire. Jerry Maguire, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I look, I like looking for things that aren't. Uh, known. Um, I'm not. I'm not into nostalgia, like that's, Tammy and the T Rex. You look for stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. If if it's something that's you can buy on iTunes, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something that nobody's seen. Uh, usually, I base that off base it off the covers. You can just tell. Uh, oh yeah. After after going through countless videotapes. Um, grabbing something that you know nobody has seen and then digging through the tape to find footage and then posting minute long clips or on vine it was six second clips uh of just just, yeah just the weirdest stuff i think vine ends 
the day we're recording. It ends yes. today. Yep. Um, and last night I posted my last one. Uh, I did exactly 1,000 vines. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And, nice, even, nice even number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, and then I got – God, it was – Vine was weird because of, I just – it kind of blew up. Um, I mean, I wasn't considered like a Vine star, but I had just under 60,000 followers. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is like, which is like <clears throat> leaps and bounds above any of the other social networking I do. Yeah. Um, Instagram's starting to go up though. But it's – yeah, it's mostly just kind of digging and searching for weird tapes and then going within those tapes and, and unlocking kind of uh, the weirdest footage. And a lot of the lot of fun of it is – a lot of the fun is getting stuff and posting it out of context. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I I'm fascinated by this, uh, Ralph. So, what are what are some examples that stand out in your mind? Like maybe the weirdest or maybe the most obscure. Um. Oof! I know there. Are I have many. a. Uh, somehow got a a VHS tape that was uh, produced in I think Minnesota, and it's this older lady. And she does uh, what she calls designer sweatshirts. Okay. <laughs> so she does, she'll get like a sweatshirt, like a plain old, like you would go to the gym in a sweatshirt and cut out felt pieces or do different kind of sewing things on it to kind of spruce them up. And I don't know how I ended up with this tape how or how it ended up because I'm in California. I don't know how it ended up, it ended up in California but it uh you you watch it and it's just hard to believe that somebody at some point got the money to produce this video it's really hard to explain <laughs> if you go if you go to if you go to vine and you just type in hashtag designer sweatshirts you'll <laughs> you'll 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 see some of those but it's just it's stuff like that that just uh that fascinates me because at one point uh many people took their time to produce something that was at the time the most important thing they worked on and then it oh, just yeah, gets yeah. kind of lost and buried in the shuffle and you just no one ever sees it and the going and finding that stuff is is a lot of fun uh you know Everyone's seen Titanic. Nobody's seen designer sweatshirts. <laughs> Very true. You know, oh, it, it, it's it's fascinating. It, so yeah, it's not it's not nostalgia. I'm not I'm not into nostalgia. You know, I'm not going to post stuff from Nick Jr. or whatever whatever the kids are doing this day. Like like you said with the Smash Mouth and the B, <laughs> and the B movie. I don't know what's up with B movie. But I don't like know. The, like the Do last like couple jazz? months. <laughs> Um, it's it's I I I cannot describe it. It's, I think it's just I, I it, the movie's not even that like old, right? It's maybe like six years old. It's ten years old. It, no, it, it can't be ten years old. It's two thousand seven. We have a thing coming up. For it was two thousand seven. It. It was, it was Are you kidding me? Yes, that's insane. Ah, so it's, it's the tenth anniversary of B movie. So so to these like teens. <laughs> so so to these like teens. 
like it's like like it's like new nostalgia for them the, yeah. the B movie which is for some of these kids this was probably like the first movie they saw in the theaters which is baffling to me it's frightening um just Jesus. what parent is going to take their kid to see B movie when they're a child yeah, probably yeah. a lot of them. parents are terrible you've seen the state of our country right now right <laughs> yes i should not be surprised I should not be surprised. I'm going to take my small child to this movie where uh, a, a woman falls in love with a bee. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Such whimsy. Warning signs. We should have we should have seen the warning signs back ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, Seinfeld. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt, do you have another question? Uh, I do. Uh, what would you consider uh, the holy grail of uh, tapes you found, other than designer sweatshirts? Hmm... There, there's one that was actually given to me as a gift. Um, we did this uh, group of friends of uh, of mine uh, did like a white elephant kind of Christmas thing. Oh, okay, and someone ended up bringing something like uh, ten VHS tapes, knowing that I would end up with it. <laughs> of course, but, uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite tapes. It's actually um, there's a ton of religious tapes out there for kids mm-hmm. uh, to kind of mold them into nice little Christians. And um, this one tape is called, oh man, um, Sassy Wanalot's Journey to Bible Times. Okay, <laughs> okay, and I need I've, this. <laughs> I've gotten the most mileage out of it. You, okay, I found it online, and I I think if you look it up, I, I it. Was it on Walmart? It was on something, but it was like $119, and I don't know why. It's it's some sort of error. But uh, (laughs) on this video, there's there's uh, you pop it in and you're watching it, and it's like it almost looks like it's kind of done like by a local parish or something. It's like a real small, low budget. Like they have a they have a sound stage. Like Father uh, Jim brought in his camcorder one day. Yeah, a little bit more than that, but the backgrounds okay. are just—it's like pyramids painted on a on a wall, and you know the footsteps sound like they're walking on you know wood planks. But uh, it's actually not as manipulative as like some of these other ones. It's actually a pretty cut and dry. Here's a here's what's supposed to be a funny scene that takes place during Bible times because this lady travels back in time. And gotcha. um, she kind of gets inserted into these scenes. Uh, they kind of give you a basic scene, leave the ending open, and then tell you if you want to learn more about this story, read Genesis chapter one, whatever verse. Oh wow! But the best part of this is there's a person who is who's writing these stories, uh, essentially, so they could be stories in the Bible, and his name is M. C. Scriber. And M.C. Scriber is a white man with a mullet who raps about the Bible. Of course, because when I think rap, I think mullets. <laughs> uh, also, once again, if you go to a Vine and do the hashtag M.C. Scriber, you get to see uh, see that. But that's the one that's the one I've gotten the most uh, most mileage out of that tape. It's actually pretty entertaining from beginning to end. It's just the right amount of cheese. Um, it's not just a, it's not a train wreck where you're just like, how, how is this happening? Why is this happening? <laughs> why is, why is this my life now? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sassy Wana Lots Journey to Bible Times, I believe is the title of it. Sassy Wana Lot. I'm going to write this down. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I feel we've gotten to know you, and yes. I have, uh, and I have no concerns that you are a replicant. I feel you are a human being. You've passed the test. What's a tortoise? <laughs> I, uh, what? <laughs> like a turtle? <laughs> yeah, same, same freaking thing. Whatever. <laughs> so, Marcelo. Yes, I think it's time to get into the meat of the show. Yeah, the sandwich bits, you know, sandwich. in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. Put the meat in the middle of the, the breads. Not to say that the bread is bad, because bread is good, okay? Bread it can be. Bread uh, may make you fat, but it is good. Bread can be good, but get that pumpernickel shit out of my face. <laughs> but the meat, I mean, that's... That, that's what that's what we're here for. I think I All, sprinkled in some cheese as well. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, of course. <laughs> Speaking of cheese, uh, live by oh, night. Oh, no. live by night. Live by night. I saw that. That's uh, the name of the, the episode today. Yeah. Uh, was it podcast by night? Yes. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about this as I was like like moving everything over for the new iTunes feed. Like we should have like a. Uh, like a contest uh, where where people can I don't know how this would work, Matt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, this is just an idea, but we should like place bets. It's like what what's Matt gonna what, like what's Matt's title gonna be this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I, listeners, tell me about uh, tell me about Live by Night. What what is this? It is Ben Affleck's new movie. Okay, he's written, a gangster. Written and directed by Ben Affleck, so and then starring Ben Affleck. His name is all over this. By, produced by Ben Affleck. His name is all over this. So when you want to blame, Cater, catering done by Ben Affleck. When you want somebody to blame for this, you know who you know who to blame. It's Affleck's fault. Oh jeez. He's a gangster. We've seen this before. It's a, he's a gangster, and he's like, ah, I don't want to be a gangster. Then he starts like uh, having an affair with the gangster's boss's like uh, mistress. Then he gets thrown into this gangster world and. And then he goes to Florida. He runs like a a rum smuggling ring, and and okay. then gangster stuff happens. It's pretty. That's pretty much it. That's like there's nothing beyond that really. Um, it's kind of a standard uh, gangster plot. Uh, I, and I think the only shining light in this movie is right in the middle when he's in Florida, and he's and he's a uh, he has his relationship with like Zoe Saldana. Uh, okay. And he's 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 aligning himself with like these these Cubans, uh, the the and like these these black patrons like go to his like uh, establishment, and the KKK, uh, they don't care for this sort of thing, oh, and of they, they don't. and they start harassing him and 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 killing people, and there are a few scenes where Affleck shoots clan members in the head, and that's amazing. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, that only this plotline is only about like twenty minutes of the entire movie, and I wish I wish it was the entire movie because it it was pretty amazing seeing uh, uh, you know inbred hick uh, KKK members bite the dust. Um, but that's that's like the only shining moment in this movie. That's the highlight. That's the highlight. And then like and then it's you know towards the end you kind of see Affleck going for like heavier themes. Like about like religion and like life and uh, Elle Fanning, uh, who plays like this preacher. She's she goes she has a speech where she says, you know, I don't really believe in God. I kind of believe heaven is right here on earth. And you know, Affleck like wants to say something about that. You know, like a heavier theme about you know, uh, like uh, atheism, Christianity. He tries to put that into the movie by the end, but it doesn't work because 
what what surrounds that is just cliche gangster, you know, you know, bullcrap. Oh, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's not like a terrible movie, you know. Uh, it's, but it ain't great. It's not it's not good. Um, oh. I say the biggest, the best thing about it though is uh, the cinematography by Robert Richardson, which left me. Well, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he. Uh, there are shots in in Florida, uh, like like uh, like establishing shots of like the the marshes and the beaches that are like beautiful. I, I my jaw was like dropping during certain shots. I was like, this is maybe some of the best digital cinematography I've ever seen. And it's a shame that it's in Live by Night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there's like one shot on the beach with like Affleck and Saldana that I was like, wow, would, this is magistry. This doesn't belong in this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this belongs in a better movie. Yeah, so that's that's Live by Night. I, it, I, it's hard for me to recommend. It, it'll, it'll be on HBO sh- uh, soon enough, so catch it there. Uh, I, I really had high hopes for this, though. I really wanted this to be... Amazing. So did I, because that trailer was awesome. Yeah, and just the concept of it. Ben Affleck directing, writing, starring in a gangster movie. Uh, uh, I, uh, oh, I'm i I'm not happy. Uh, womp, womp, womp. I, then I was thinking about this. Uh, I, I guess I can throw this around, and then we can start discussing this. Um, what What was the last like good gangster movie, Matt? Do you know? Oh. See, I'm, put, uh, I'm putting you on the spot. And I'll toss this. Most Violent Year, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I re- I really like that. I really I, I'm going to get shit for this, but I really liked American Hustle. Yeah, yeah, but 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 like I thought uh, that was good. The uh, how about like a depression era like gangster Public movie? Enemies. Public Enemies. Okay, yeah. That was, the last depression era great gangster movie is definitely Public Enemies. Yeah, and that was about Which little, I hear that Live by Night is kind of like a pale imitation of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it doesn't uh, I know, I know. People may give a shit for that for for liking Public Enemy so much, but whatever. Go, go. That's a good stuff. movie. It's a good movie. People will say it's not a good movie. But I, I enjoy it. Of course for sure. they will. Man enjoys it. Uh, let's let's toss this to Ralph. Uh, Ralph, um, I you haven't seen Live, Live by Night yet because I don't think anybody has at this point except me. <laughs> Um, you're, you're the one. I'm, I'm the one. Uh, and I, hey, it, made, I, it made exactly $15 at the box office, thanks to you. I should also say uh, I reviewed it for TalkFromSociety.com, so read that review. Uh, and I, I before before we started recording, I forgot I had seen this movie and I'd written about it. That's And that should tell you something. Uh, Ralph, let me toss it to you. Uh, gangster movies. I know, like, Matt... And I mentioned Public Enemies, but like, are there any like mo- like recent ones that really uh, like stand out for you? I can't really think of any off the top of my head. It's hard, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't see Public Enemies because uh, Michael Mann, Michael Mann did that, right? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of hit and miss with me. And Public Enemies, I think, came out just after Miami Vice, which was just. A pile of garbage. <laughs> oh no! I could not stand Miami Vice. Um, I was all excited for that one because it came out just after Collateral, I believe, and I really like Collateral. Um, I can't think of really any any gangster movies that I actually have seen or enjoyed. I I I don't know if LA Confidential counts, but because that's more of a Police crime drama, yeah, 
I mean, the 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 classics stand out for me, like the Untouchables. Like yeah, that's, that's like the one. I don't. Uh, I think every you know twenties era depression, you know, uh, prohibition era gangster movie has to compete with that. And like, yeah, not, I, I don't. Th- I can't think of a single one that really tops that. Yeah, I did have an interest in seeing Gangster Gangster Squad until oh, I, I so. like read the reviews and. I, I I actually thought about that as I was watching this, like, and I was oh, like, no. I was like, can't anybody get it right? I, I because it's it. Uh, luckily, uh, uh, Live by Night is a little bit better than Gangster Squad. Uh, Gangster Squad is like a disaster of a movie. It's it's not good at all. <laughs> uh, and the cast looks good. <laughs> they, they look amazing. Um, but uh, I, I uh, online, I think last year, I can't remember when. People were like theorizing, "What's uh, Tarantino going to do next?" Quentin Tarantino, and I, I, I think I was one of the ones who said, "You know, why don't you know he should he should do like a twenties era depression gangster movie, like that would be amazing." But then I think about it as like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like if anybody can pull off, hopefully he does. But man, yeah, it, it's because like, Affleck's had a good track record so far. Yeah, he, his he movies won, go. He won an Oscar like in his last movie. Yeah, and man, the quality has dipped severely. I don't know what's happening. Um, it maybe the maybe the uh, the source material like the that era of storytelling is not. It's kind of hard to move past like the the cliche. Uh, uh, of ness, uh, the 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 cliche ness of of all that, because really it, the movie literally starts with him, like sleeping with the boss's like girl, which is mm. is a is a cliche that uh, Tarantino himself, you know, tackled back in 1994 with Pulp Fiction, and it's like we should be moving past like that stuff. I don't know, it's it's kind of upsetting for me because it's it's we it's like we've been we've seen it we've we've done it why don't we move past it and make something more interesting in this in this world. Um, Anyway, uh, live by night. What the hell? And again, I mean, if it was it's like a movie, if it was two hours of Ben Affleck as a gangster killing clan members, would have been the best movie of the year. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, anyway, I hear that's the plot of his new Batman movie. So you I might hope be so. Talk. I hope so. Uh, so enough of gangsters, uh, Matt. Let's talk about farting corpses, okay? Okay. Smooth transition. Yeah. I finally got to see Swiss Army Man, and I'm really glad I did because all summer I made fun of this thing, saying, oh, it's that gritty reboot of Weekend at Bernie's that we never wanted. Um, But, yeah, no, these directors, the Daniels, they take this really silly concept of a farting corpse – and they use it to tackle the meaning of life, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long time. I was captured by this thing from frame one, and it didn't let go for its entire runtime. I was constantly surprised by what they were doing. I loved the story that it told, and it's one of my favorites from 2016. I just love this movie, and I honestly don't think that Daniel Radcliffe has ever been better. Yeah. I have to agree with you there, Matt. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it also has my favorite line in a movie in 2016. What's that line? Uh, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I love this movie. I talked about it, I think, countless times. Over the summer, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, uh, a while ago. And for the most recent Best of 2016 uh, Talk for Society podcast episode. But yeah, I, it's... I'm glad you finally saw it, Matt. Uh, oh, it's great. <laughs> it uh, it uh, rises above its premise of 
a farting corpse movie. Um, <laughs> could have been a joke, but it's actually it's actually meaningful. Um, but yeah, and that, that's what Army Man. Uh, I, I'm glad more people are giving it a shot. Uh, now, now, now that the year is over and we can have some time to separate uh, from from like the main, you know, uh, t- like from, again from the concept of it. I mean, it, it's hard to move past that, but yeah, people are actually coming around to it. I'm just glad that these two guys made one of uh, the best movies of 2016, but they also made one of my favorite music videos of all time a few years back. Oh, yeah. So props to them. Turn down for what? Yeah, turn down for what? Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is one of the best shorts ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's it's an amazing video. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Uh, Ralph, you ha- have you seen Swiss Army Man? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I know it's a hard sell, Ralph. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. fart, a farting corpse movie, uh, starring Harry Potter uh, <clears throat> as the fart. But it works corpse. so well. <laughs> it does absolutely. Um, Oh, yeah, oh, just speaking of the best of 2016, Ralph, uh, I gotta ask you this: um, like from the movies you've seen last year, uh, what would you what would you consider like some of the best? Um, I think Deadpool should get some stuff come Oscar season. I don't know for what, but I feel like it's uh, it's a game changer, and I know a lot of people. Uh, I mean it it pretty much killed Batman versus Superman which I liked. I really liked Batman versus Superman. I'm a DC so guy. I'm a DC guy. Uh I enjoyed Suicide Squad. Um uh I definitely see its faults, but I think a lot of that is because of Deadpool. And it's essentially the the that one moment where Deadpool says Oh look, he's she's gonna do the the superhero landing, and she jumps ah. off of the girder. She lands in the pose, like we see in every other movie. And then as soon as you see that, and in, and it calls out every other superhero movie about that. Then you see it in you know the coming months with Batman versus Superman, and you see it in in uh, in um, Civil War as well. But it's one of those things where I feel like it's gonna make everybody rethink how to make their superhero movies um yeah i i i can totally see that for sure but i don't see i don't see it getting any sort of awards at the academy awards it'd have to be some sort of like editing or something yeah but it's it's not gonna happen i i think at this point and and makeup maybe uh yeah maybe We're, we're, we're recording exactly a week before the nominations are announced Mm-hmm. And and this episode might come out uh, the day of, so it's timely. Uh, I, I if if I were going to predict, I'd say probably get like a screenplay nomination, uh, maybe like one or two tech awards uh, uh, yeah. nominations, like you know, like Matt was saying, uh, makeup or maybe like uh, sound editing, something like that. Uh, yeah. And it's visual effects. Visual effects, yeah. And Colossus looked pretty badass. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, I think at this point it's a shoe in. For, it's a possibility that it might get a best picture. Oh yeah, because they do like ten now, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was on the uh, Producers Guild Awards uh, and list. the Directors Guild Award. Uh, oh yeah, the, for for newcomer. Because um, yeah. I, I didn't realize they have two lists now. They have like a main yeah. list and like a newcomer list. Uh, mm-hmm. And the director Tim Miller was on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it has 
as the Oscar uh, prognosticators would say, has some heat. Deadpool. So mm-hmm. I would not be totally surprised if he got Best Picture. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm not. There. Yeah, but as far as like actual movies, I can't think of any that really stand out. Um, I really enjoyed Rogue One, um, but I'm a I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. Like, uh, like the 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 period between. 1983 to 1997 when there was no Star Wars I was still watching Star Wars every weekend on VHS um, so Rogue One hit me right in that sweet spot of of, um, of like that 1977 feeling I got so I, I enjoyed Rogue One a lot, and I. But man, I can't even think of the movies that came out this year. <laughs> they were so they were so bland. I I really didn't care much for Civil War. Uh, I like Batman versus Superman more than Civil War, which I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with. And it, it's one of those it's one of those internet debates where people feel the need to um, compare DC to Marvel. Which to me makes no sense because Batman versus Superman and Captain America Civil War, if you look at those movies side by side, beat by beat, they're the exact same movie. Yeah. And what pisses me off is that, like, I can get that you don't like one movie, but Batman versus Superman getting like a 20% and it being the biggest pile of shit, according to the internet, and Civil War getting like a whatever it got like a 89 percent and the internet saying it's the greatest movie ever made makes no sense to me there that gap in there needs to be closed up like people need to actually look at what's happening because the exact same stuff happens in both movies um uh a government building exploding uh uh during a major trial or or a government announcement it getting pinned on a superhero um two superheroes uh or uh society trying to um uh question the morality of superheroes being around like it's all beat by beat the same thing um people oh but yeah but spider-man's the greatest part of the movie yeah well he was only in it for 10 minutes Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman's the greatest part of the movie. Yeah, she was only in it for 10 minutes. Like, it's all the same stuff. It's everything's the same. It's just people get mad because why does DC got to be so dark? You know, Marvel's so light and fun. But then if you look at DC on television, DC on television is light and fun. And you look at Marvel on Netflix television and it's all dark and, you know... Uh, uh, super depressing, like all gloom and doom. Yeah, it's so I don't understand that that kind of the why everything uh, DC sucks and Marvel. I feel like we should all just be happy <laughs> that we have these movies. <laughs> yeah, just be happy that these things are there and you yeah, can and I, choose what you want to see. You don't have to see everything. <laughs> I think I think it was like three or four years ago when they announced Ben Affleck as Batman, and I went on Twitter and I said I really like this. That's all I put. I really like this. And then uh, people just bashed him and bashed him. Oh, of course. Him. And then I'm like, I really like Ben Affleck. He's, you know, he wouldn't do this. 
he wouldn't jeopardize a career that he just got a new resurgence. Like yeah. he used to be a he used to be a laughing stock. Like Pearl Harbor is probably the worst movie I've ever seen in a theater. <laughs> and, and then he bounces back and does uh, Gone Baby Gone, which is an amazing movie. He does The Town, which is amazing, and Argo, and he gets an Academy Award. And then like a week later, he they announce he's Batman. I'm like, well, I mean, he's not going to jeopardize his career for this. No. And I read batman in the comic books and i'm like ben affleck looks like how how bruce wayne's been drawn in the comics for the last few years and the movie comes out and nobody said a peep about ben affleck other than positive stuff so um it's awesome and then like like i really like that movie as far as 2016 and i think the extended cut even though it's like something like three hours and 15 minutes much better movie Oh, it, it it helps it a lot. Yeah. It, it it mostly helps Superman. Yeah, because everyone was complaining was why is Superman Superman's just grim and he's sad and he's but you learn why it fleshes out his story more. Um, and once again, this isn't a movie that's going to get nominated for anything. Um, but yeah, I can't think of like like uh, 2015. I saw Gone Girl. I thought that movie was amazing. And I'm like, oh, I hope that wins Oscars. There's nothing I saw this year where I'm like, oh, that's probably going to win Oscars. I haven't seen the La La Land or or, uh, Hidden Fences or... uh, or Hidden Fences. (laughs) (laughs) It's a movie. It exists. It's two movies. It's Hidden... It's it's Fences is one of them. And Hidden Figures, yeah. Hidden Figures is the other one. But the lady called it Hidden Fences, which made me laugh. Um, have you seen the Pixar? It's like a Pixar poster. Yes, the, the poster. Fences. Yeah, I saw that on Entertainment Weekly the other day. It was pretty good. Uh, that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I can't think of. I haven't seen Swiss Army Man. I haven't. If if I don't know what's in contention, but I I I have an interest in seeing uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. And oh yeah, yeah. that looks really good. Uh, Marcelo, you saw that, right? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I like uh, Taika Waititi, the director of it. Yeah. And I was surprised to learn he's doing the next Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's a movie I need to revisit because it's just so delightful, The Hunt for the Water People. Yeah. And just, just seeing that, uh, you could definitely see him. Yeah, you, you can see that step towards that big budget filmmaking. And I'm looking forward to Thor Ragnarok for sure. Uh, I think he has the he has the talent talent for that to make it like yeah. his, uh, hopefully to make it his own and to make it an enjoyable Thor movie. You know, not to say that the previous Thor wasn't uh, enjoyable. I, I enjoyed that, but the first one was garbage. So I like I like the first half of the first Thor and the <laughs> second half of the second Thor. <laughs> so one good movie there. Exactly. I I smell a fan edit happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but previously yeah, I, on Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Ralph, uh, I'm glad you're here to give us the state of comic book, movie, comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It, it might be the only movies I see now. I'm trying to think of other movies I saw in the theater, and I can't think. Uh, 2016 just really, for me, there's nothing really stood out. For for uh, big for big budget filmmaking, it was a kind of a disaster. Uh, I I actually tried to recall this. Uh, in the previous uh, recording, uh, in, the, in the Top Film Society podcast, best of 
2016 episode. I, I can't really remember much of what I saw uh, other than like the superhero movies. Uh, yeah, there's usually a couple of movies where I'll go and see them by myself because my wife's not going to watch it. Um, it's usually like a Jason Statham movie. I, I usually try to get in a couple of those a year. Uh, I went and saw John Wick in the theater because I'm like, that's right up my alley. That's the kind of movie I'm going to watch. And I, I told my wife, holy shit, it was fucking awesome and i told i i sat down with lunch after i saw it and i explained to her the first 15 minutes of john wick and she was just like staring at me like mesmerized like oh my gosh because i was doing it beat, i was doing it beat by beat and i'm like and then the, the kid goes to john liguizamo to, and like rough him up and then john liguizamo gets on the phone and calls the dude's dad and the dad gets mad at the, i'm like going through the whole thing and then i talk about the puppy and and all this stuff and and she was like riveted by by me talking about john wick and i i think that's that right now it's only gosh it's only like three or four weeks away huh john wick too yeah Yeah. very soon oh man i can't wait and that dude the dude who's directing john wick 2 is doing deadpool he's doing deadpool 2 Oh yeah, yeah. But oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I'm excited for John Wick too. I love the first one, and I just can't wait. Uh, I I hope I hope it really does live up to the the first one at least. And it, and and if it manages to be better than the first one, my head will just explode in a theater. I will be in for a, a major treat. Did you? I don't know. I, this is I'm it's weird, but I I don't know if you saw like the training video. Of yes. Keanu Reeves for oh, yeah. John Wick. Holy mackerel! Like I'm not into guns. I'm not a gun guy. I'm not. You know, I don't own any guns. I don't think people need to own guns. Whatever you can bash me if you want, or uh, don't worry about me. I'm not taking your guns away. But <laughs> holy cow, I was like very, very, very excited about him firing those guns. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the whole thing is it's more escapism. I'd rather go watch someone shoot guns than 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 hear about it in real life. <laughs> but anyway, I yeah, I don't know why I just don't for some reason this year I didn't gravitate towards anything like good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Oscar stuff. Uh speaking of speaking of good, uh you saw a movie, uh Ralph, that I haven't seen in many years. Yeah. Uh you watched Ishiro Honda's Mothra. Yes. Tell me all about Mothra, please. Okay, so this is what I, I'm doing this for a podcast. I've been, I've, okay, so me and my friend Jorge, um, he, uh, we, we went and saw, fuck, Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Shin Godzilla, I saw good. this year. I saw it. I saw it uh, in 2016. I can't stop thinking about it. It is the weirdest movie. Um, but I went with my friend Jorge to go see Shin Godzilla and we had dinner after he lives in Hawaii. He lives, spits his time between Hawaii and here. He works in Hawaii. And, um, so he was in town when Shin Godzilla was in theaters and he, we went to dinner afterwards and we talked for like 45 minutes about Shin Godzilla and Godzilla. And so I decided, I I was like, you know what? I really want to do a podcast about kaiju movies. And so me and him started a podcast about kaiju movies um, that started a couple of weeks ago. But we've recorded 12 episodes already. And we're posting the episodes every other week. So we're good to go through, I think, June 
wow. uh, recording this. So I've been watching two kaiju movies a week. So uh, this last week we watched Mothra. Um, you won't hear that episode for another like five months. <laughs> but um, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I really like I really liked it. It's uh, it. I think it holds up. I found that the, a problem with a lot of these older uh, Godzilla movies from Japan is if they if the monster is on an island and there are natives on this island, it's Japanese people in blackface, and that's a problem. It's the worst. It's the worst. Like, like King Kong versus Godzilla. My goodness. Yeah. So King Kong versus Godzilla is the episode we're doing. We're posting next, um, and it it's pretty bad it's pretty bad uh you're like maybe they're just tan but then some of them are wearing afro wigs and it's like yeah it's it's pretty bad news so mothra has a little bit of that in it but it's still it's still a pretty good movie like i'm just a big fan of mothra in general same here mothra's always been my favorite godzilla monster Mine, mine are kind of weird. I, I'm a really big fan of King Caesar and a big fan of Jet Jaguar, even though they're oh, okay. they're yeah. in kind of garbage movies. Um, it's mostly the design, but yeah, Mothra, Mothra is great. I, I'm not a fan of the larva version though. Me neither. I, I can't. It's like just get. I'm all about. I'm all about the big wings yeah. and just this giant moth flying around. Yeah, maybe because of my deep seated fear of moths, but <laughs> perhaps. I'm, but, I'm a little I'm a little Todd Flanders everyone I'm afraid of moths <laughs> I can't help it but yeah that's that's I mean if you haven't seen Mothra you guys got to see it it's kind of a classic yeah Marcelo no yeah, I was going to say have nope. you seen oh okay all right nope 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 I'll, I'll need to though uh, also Marcelo also check out Godzilla versus Mothra that's yeah. one of my favorite uh, Godzilla movies I'm behind on my kaiju movies I'll say that. I, I haven't seen too many Godzillas, and beyond that universe, beyond those the, those Godzilla starring films, I haven't seen any. So okay, yeah. So I, I yeah I, I I need to catch up. I think. Well, we if have... you want, our, our show just started. We've only okay. the only we've done an intro episode, and we did uh, this week we covered Shin Godzilla, which I don't believe will hit any sort of home video until March. So right. that's going to be impossible to see. So if you want to catch up with us, you're good to go because we're starting with uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and that's pretty easily available to find. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sorry for the plug, but no. yeah, it's just called, it's just called the Kaiju podcast. No, it, yeah, it's no problem. We'll, 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 yeah. uh, we'll toss out plugs at the end of the show too. But yeah, I was cool. going to ask you the name of it again here anyway. But yeah, I, I'll check it out. And uh, I, 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 you know, one of the few Godzilla movies I have seen was Shin Godzilla from last year. Oh, you did see it. I did see it. And, and, and I, I enjoyed that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's odd. It's like, uh, has a lot of, uh, bureaucratic, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> tons, movements going on. Tons of conference rooms. Yeah. <laughs> tons of it. But I was, for some reason I was riveted by it. Yeah. And then the, the weird evolution of Godzilla, which we've never seen anything like that before is nuts. 
Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It, it's a weird mix of a movie, but I enjoyed it. I, I can't wait yeah. for that Blu-ray I'm release. Excited to see it. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I'm gonna pick it up, and uh, yeah. I, I and I, and then I think from there I'll I'll you know watch all the other Godzilla movies in that series. Yeah, because uh, I from 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 what I've seen, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely hit and misses. I think there's something like 32 or 33 of them. Yeah, there's a bunch. So I mean, you're gonna have your duds. But yeah, and hey, here's a transition. Speaking of duds, uh, I was I was going to say speaking of stuff from Japan. <laughs> uh, sa- oh, actually, it's not not at all. Uh, Samurai Cop. Oh, uh, have this either fun? Have, I mean, Matt, I, you, you may have heard about it, but I I hope Ralph has heard about Samurai Cop. If you go to a Vine and do hashtag Samurai Cop, you'll see some of my Vines. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I have not seen this, but I have seen Sergeant Kabuki Man. Does that count? Uh, classic classic trauma film. Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD is yes. probably a better made film easily. I say, oh, yeah, easily it's a better made film. Oh, God. Because, oh, man, let me get into Samurai Cop. Oh, and and I... I think I think Ralph. I mean, because because you've seen it too. I love I, it. I, yeah. I, 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 I want to hear your thoughts on it too. But let me just start off by saying, this was my first time seeing it, and I was lucky enough to see it. Uh, where Matt? Alamo Draft House. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> th- thank uh, you, I, Ralph. <laughs> uh, I, it's it's a bit Matt and I do almost oh. each and every episode. I go, where did I see it, Matt? Where's Matt? Matt. Matt's gone. So you go get more coffee? I guess. I don't know what's wrong. Hold on, let me write this uh, down. He's, he's coming back. <laughs> nice job, Matt. Matt left us hanging. Oh, without a, without warning. After I, since I edit these episodes, I have to write down each and every. Uh, oh, that sucks. Occurrence. I'm gonna write Matt left. <laughs> I'm alive. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Speaking of leaving, sorry. <laughs> so do that sentence over. Yeah, again. I'm, I'm going to start over. Okay. Yeah, so let me start with Samurai Cop, uh, and I'll, I'll say this: This is my first time seeing it, and I was lucky enough to see it. Uh, where Matt? The Alamo Draft House, where <laughs> dreams are made. That's the that's the catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> and so I got it right. <laughs> you did get it right. I was surprised, Ralph. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, where else would they show this movie? I know. It, it, I mean, I except the Egyptian in Hollywood, exactly, and yeah, where you sure. can go see screenings by it came from the VCR. Hey, that's me. <laughs> nice. There you go. I won't I, show Samurai Cop though. <laughs> it's, it's been seen. It's been seen. Yeah, uh, I I'm actually surprised I had not seen it until now, um, because man, I've just been hearing about this movie for years. And just to see it on the big screen, they, 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 I mean, and where else will this happen? They began the screening by saying, we apologize, it's not on, you know, 35mm film, which we usually show, like, each and every, you know, screening. It was part of the Weird Wednesday series they have there at the Draft House. And for the most part, it's only film. Uh, and they're like, we apologize, it's not on film, uh, but we do have the, the brand new 4K, like, restoration of it. Or, 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 Jesus. or whatever. What? So it, it's semi cop has never looked better than this. <laughs> uh, and man, it is. It, I guess it's a movie. Um, it's rough <laughs> it, because I mean, 
uh, fans of bad movies. Uh, I mean, they're they're, they're like uh, they're like uh, categories where you put bad movies in. Uh, it's it's it, almost like a it's almost like when you watch a movie, and in that movie there's a fake movie with <laughs> that's supposed to have bad acting in it. It's yeah, that. It's that. Yeah. It's it's not well made. I mean, that's no. a, the biggest offense of this. It's not a well made movie at all. That's that's like that's like the first starting point. The second starting point is. I mean, the 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 second point of this is it, the the script feels like it was made by an alien uh, <laughs> 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 trying to mimic uh, like human interactions. Uh, Jesus Christ! It starts with the like these cops. It, it's it's a it's a buddy cop movie where they you know uh, uh, try to shut down the the Japanese uh, uh, gangsters and of course the these cops one cop is like an American samurai I guess who was in Japan for for a while and he knows he martial arts he has long hair and <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can tell how how poorly made this movie is because you you can tell for sure where the reshoots were or, or, or where like there are gaps. In, in like where in 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 how they shot this because there are one points where like he has actual long hair then there are the points where he has a wig and uh, <laughs> I'm during, surprised they bothered with a wig during I mean, during one of the final moments of the film during one of his last fights his wig falls off in like one scene and they but they just kept it in <laughs> like just keep rolling so fix it in post fine. <laughs> Like if you just do a Google image search, image search of Samurai Cop, you get a pretty good sense of what the movie's like. Yeah, uh, weird like weird shots of people. Like there's a shot of like this woman, and the frame is filled with like her face in the foreground, and like this weird lion. Like it looks like a, I don't know what it is. Like a, it's like made of yarn. Made of yarn, like a like like a like a lion yarn face hanging like on the head. wall, like a, <laughs> a head. head. Yeah. <laughs> The weirdest fucking thing ever. Um, it's just this movie's filled with it, and it's starring Robert Zadar as one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who that is, Jesus Christ, he's an amazing. Uh, he's Maniac Cop. He's right? Maniac Cop. And you know, by the way, after bring this up, I'm seeing Maniac Cop tonight at the Draft House for the first time. Maniac Cop's great. I can't oh my wait. God. Uh, I, I, I purposefully bought a ticket to see this, you know, last week, and Maniac Cop this week. So I have like a Robert Zadar. Like uh, like two week like double feature going on. Yeah, Maniac cop, cop, cop double feature doing. Yeah, Maniac Cop's like a I wouldn't say a legitimate film, but it's like <laughs> the story is pretty good. It's more of a, a mystery. Um, Bruce Campbell's in it. He's great. He just plays a regular good guy kind of dude. Nice. Who, and uh, it's like I think I think Maniac Cop holds up, and you could tell there's some filmmaking involved. Samurai <laughs> Samurai Cop. Probably doesn't even have never had a thirty five millimeter exist. It was probably shot on video. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I because man, um, uh, it's. I, I thought you were going to say it has no filmmaking involved, and I was going to agree with no. you. No, yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like a it's like a porn without the porn. Exactly. There's but there are so many like way too long sex scenes in this. With oh yeah, uh, the 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 titular samurai cop, uh, the actor, just basically nude, and also you have a weird. Sex scene with Robert Zadar and, and his uh, love interest. Ah, God, it's 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 creepy. <laughs> it's it's haunting. not not That's pleasant haunting to see. Is the word you're looking. For. Our, 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 the audience is out with. They applauded as soon as those sex scenes were over. 
they're like, thank God. <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, the audience I saw it with, they were eating it up. They were just in shock that this movie exists. Like, yeah, the, the scenes are so. It's hard to describe how bizarre the scenes were. I, Matt, I we've never done this in the show's history, but I kind of want to drop like a like a clip from the movie. There's there's okay. a there's a clip in which uh, Samurai Cop. He uh, <laughs> is he at a restaurant confronting the bad guys? No, that that's one. But I think the most bizarre one is where he tries to pick up that nurse. And, oh yeah, and the, and he's like, hey, and I, I can't describe it, Matt. He tries to pick up this nurse, and the nurse basically says, like, how like how big is like your dick? <laughs> and then she grabs it, and she, jeez, oh, I I can't Let's describe. Let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. I kind of want to play it now. Let me see if I can pull it up. But okay. Uh, I mean, Raph. What, what, I mean, what? you can pretty much go. You can pretty much go to YouTube and just type in like samurai cop clips, and you'll be entertained with anything they have to offer. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, while I'll say I recommend this movie to see, you know, as like a just to see that this is a thing, just to just to know that you've seen like one of the most bizarre movies ever filmed. This- to, to have that experience, see it for sure. But you know, if you just want to look at the clips online, you'll get plenty you, you you get the general idea of what's happening in this movie <laughs> yeah what's great what's what i was mentioning earlier too is like when i found samurai cop i hadn't heard of it before and i loved it and so i kind of am on the hunt for movies like that there's a movie that i like more than samurai cop called shotgun it came out in 1989 and uh, fingers crossed, I'm trying to get a screening done in February in Hollywood for for Shotgun, but it's it's kind of tough to find the uh, who has the distribution rights. Yeah, um, maybe nobody does. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, so 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 I found the clip. I'm gonna play it here or through my phone, but then later I'll put it in the episode okay, if, if, this, if this actually works. So let's let's see. Or sorry, let's hear this clip from Samurai Cop because I, I am in shock that I'm still in shock. Let's see. I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes, yes, I would. Would you like to go out with me? Uh huh. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? Well, then let's see what you've got. Doesn't interest me. Nothing there. (laughs) Nothing there? Just exactly what would interest you? Something the size of a jumbo jet? Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? (laughs) Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. No, he uh, he was a good doctor. Good doctors make mistakes too. That's why they buy insurance. Hey, don't worry. I got enough. It's big. I want bigger. Hey, I have. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing that not. I don't believe that this movie's real. You. Do you gentlemen have been lying to me? And I feel offended by it. <laughs> I've seen the movie several times, and I still don't know if it's real. You know, one thing I will say, and one thing that's missing from uh, just hearing the audio, 
is um, Frank's it, expressions. Yes, uh, uh, the Samurai Cop's partner. Uh, he is. <laughs> I think he breaks the wall like at least like five times in the movie. Like as like that conversation is happening, you cut back to uh, Samurai Cop's partner, and he's making like this oh face. It's like oh, are you <laughs> audience? Are you are you believing what's happening? And he looks right in the camera as he does it. <laughs> it's. Was- I think it's. I think it's cute that he thought this movie would have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, but yeah, it's how it's, quaint. Uh, Matt, I highly recommend you you seek this out. It's I'll find it somewhere. It's a fun time. I I, I actually th- I think it does have a legitimate Blu-ray release. Uh, I forget the studio that released it, but uh, no. but yeah, no. uh, much much care uh, went into the restoration of it. And I found out the other night that the they made a sequel. Um, that yeah, it was kickstarted a couple years ago. That's right, uh, and it had, I, I believe, Tommy Wiseau as the bad guy, right? Of course, it yeah. did. Yeah. So, oh boy, oh boy, uh, Samurai Cop, what a night I had! And like I said, <laughs> like I said earlier, I'll be seeing a Maniac Cop later tonight. So I'm I'm excited about that. So you're gonna be all copped out. Be copped out. Uh, so I don't know how to transition to the next movie, Matt. Why don't you try to do yeah. it? We can't. Uh, from going from a disaster of a movie to the story of a real life almost disaster, uh, I watched uh, 13 Days. Uh, came out in 2000. Uh, it's the story of the Cuban Missile Crisis starring Kevin Costner and Bruce Greenwood. I watched it for TalkFilmSociety.com. We had uh, on Friday the 13th, we put out a list of movies titled The Best 13 Films Without Jason Voorhees. And I, this was one of my picks uh, for that list. Uh, I remember I used to work at Blockbuster, and this came in on uh, on VHS, and I rented it, watched it, and then I, I didn't go back, and neither did anyone else, because no one remembers 13 Days. Um, <clears throat> I personally, I really like it. I think it's uh, got some really great performances. Uh, Bruce Greenwood as JFK is perfection. I think he is just terrific in this. He's probably the best on-screen representation of that man uh, that I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I'm just you know calling this movie out because I think more people should watch it. They should watch it to see how a president should deal <laughs> with a crisis um, <laughs> instead of, you know, tweeting. Uh, and, but uh, hey, uh, this movie's really good. Everyone should see it. I have, I have a similar thoughts on that, which I'll share later with the movie I saw. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't seen Thirteen Days. I I really want to. Uh, I think it's been on like my in the back of my head, my my must see list for yeah. for years, for years, for years. Because I know there's talent behind it. I know. I don't think it did well in the at the box office, right? Like I said, this movie was forgotten. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is unfortunate. But I know the critics really love it, and you love it. Uh, from the from the director of Species. Really? It's from and, the director and, of Species? Species, Cocktail. Uh, he also he also did The Recruit. And he did The Getaway starring Alec Baldwin. Oh, okay. This, uh, and, oh, and he did Dante's Peak. So <laughs> this is probably his best movie. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I had no idea that that's, that's the same person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. This is the thing. Have you seen 13 Days, Ralph? No, I haven't. Yeah, it, it, but it's... I, th- I think uh, just from Matt talking about it and just from hearing about it through like other people's opinions yeah, I need to see it I need to see 13 Days so I'm glad you brought that up Matt I'm glad it's on that list uh, that we released uh, yeah 13 Days um, hey you know uh, around the same I think this next movie that I'm about to discuss 
takes place around the same time, right? Yes, and that's why I schedule them together. Oh, see, <laughs> you're, you're a smart person, Matt. Kinda. <laughs> hidden figures, not to be confused yes. with not to be confused with hidden <laughs> fences. Oh, I saw this. Uh, it's about uh, the space race about uh, NASA mm. trying to beat Russia. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was weird seeing this movie now in 2017. Uh, yeah. you know, NASA, like just that, that's the plot. It's, it's NASA trying to beat Russia and Russia is brought up several times, obviously. And I, I wish we were in that race nowadays and not, not on the verge of being, you know, fuck buddies with Russia, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, Anyway, that's and plus, beside, space is cool. Yeah, yeah, you know that's besides the point. The Russia versus U.S. thing, space is awesome. And you know who else is awesome? The lovely ladies behind uh, putting a man on the moon and putting a man in space. Uh, so Ta- uh, Taraja P. Hansen, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Mo- Monet. Matt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. They play uh, these three women. These three African American women, who are just smart as hell, um, mathematicians, engineers, and uh, each of them played a part in, and like I said, in putting a man in space and eventually putting a man on the moon. It's it it it, it teeters on like being like run of the mill, like biopic. Uh-huh. I dare to say Oscar bait material, but it eventually rises above that and becomes like a like a fun, like emotional, well worth your time uh, movie with wonderful performances. Like I I I, I didn't think I could love like uh, Tasha B Henson more uh, from being like a fan of Empire, but she yeah, is she's great. She she is fantastic in this. I. I adore her even more now. And Octavia Benjamin Spencer. Button's mom has come yeah. along. <laughs> I can say the same thing about Spencer. She's amazing in this. And also my new favorite, uh, Janelle Monet. I love uh, her. She is a lovely, lovely person. Uh, I, uh, it's like she's made for the screen. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, and come to find out, I, I didn't know this, you know, before seeing the movie, but she's also like a, a, a music uh, a, a musician, right? Like yeah, Matt. she's she's actually one of my favorites. Um, I first saw her in concert about uh, seven or eight years ago. She didn't even have like an EP out; like she had no material out. But she was opening for No Doubt, which was awesome. Uh, she had this terrific stage presence then. Like it was really cute. She's really short, so like she had like a little like soapbox that she stood on to reach the microphone which i thought was really cool and awesome and then uh, later on you know she came out with no doubt and since then she's put out like three or four albums and uh it's really cool and what you said that like you know she's made for the screen um if you watch any of her music videos you would know that i mean her albums so far have been an overreaching like uh rock opera essentially uh each it each album is a sequel to the last one, basically telling the same story about uh, – uh, essentially, it's the story of Metropolis, uh, the Fritz Lang movie, which is really, really awesome that she would do this. Uh, I've loved her for years, and I'm excited to see her in this, and I'm also excited to see her in Moonlight. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, it, it, I think 2016 was her – I mean, uh, she – 
that's like the this is the beginning of a long, hopefully fruitful acting career mm. for her. You know, with Moonlight and Hidden Fences, she's definitely one of the breakout stars <laughs> of this year. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Hidden Figures. God damn it! <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, it's so fun to say. If I were if I were the one if I were the type of person who would edit out stuff like that, I'd edit that out. But that's going to be in Hidden yeah. Figures. I, I blame uh, that stupid lady at the Golden Globes for that. <laughs> and also partly you, Ralph, for bringing it up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hidden Figures. Yes, Moonlight Hidden Figures. I want uh, Janelle Monet to be an even bigger star now. She's amazing. Fingers crossed. Uh, and it, it's, 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 like she, it's like she was incepted in, into my brain because it, it felt like I've seen her before. But yeah. it, it, it may have been just like me seeing her face on like album covers, like on Spotify yeah. or something. But yeah, I like I said before, she is one for the screen, and I, I want to see her in more and more. So, yeah, that's hidden figures. It's there you go. That's what it's called. It's it's well worth seeing for sure. Uh, it's the number one movie in America right now, uh, yeah. box office wise, and it's no surprise. It's it, it it's it's a hit with the crowd. I saw it with, uh, and and I can tell this is the type of movie that America needs. Uh, so there, there you go. Hidden figures, hidden figures. Uh, Going from the space race to the nuclear race, um, you watched another kaiju movie, didn't you? Yeah, uh, a little something called Gamera. Yeah, I don't know if um, this is the first time I'd seen it. Okay, uh, and it is the I watched the Americanized version uh, called. Gamera the Invincible. Okay. There's also a bunch of different names for it. Gamera, Giant Monster, or just Gamera. But uh, it is a weird movie <laughs> about a giant turtle that flies and uh, destroys Tokyo. As is its want. <laughs> yeah, but the, the movie mostly centers around how uh, the government and military are going to stop it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know if I recommend it, but okay. I definitely don't want to spoil how they defeat Gamera. Because, yeah, don't spoil that. Because even in the movie, they allude to this plan and they purposefully don't let the audience in on what the full plan is to get rid of Gamera. Oh, so it's like a little twist. And so when it happens, it's this holy shit moment like, oh my god, what? <laughs> but it's it, it, just for that alone, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know. You gotta be really into like kaiju movies and stuff, I think, mm-hmm. to, to really enjoy it. But... Um, and it's I haven't seen any Gamera movie since this is the first time I actually saw a Gamera movie, so it was a uh, it was interesting it was uh, it was fun to talk about. Um, that episode's not going to be up on the internet for a while because <laughs> because well, because it's a turtle and it moves slow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean yeah, there's not much to say. It's a giant turtle that attacks Tokyo. I'm, you've already sold me with sold. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I need to watch all these movies for sure. Yeah. They're fun. I, I, um, well, they can be. They can be. 
Is it? I, I, I'm Matt. You and I may have talked about this offline or on a podcast. I can't remember. Yes, but uh, is there like a box set for Godzilla or kaiju movies? That's like- uh, I have an I have an older DVD box set that comes with about six movies. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of tough to get your hands on them, but they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, it's just work, and I I can put in the work for sure. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, uh, my podcast partner Jorge has been getting netflix discs sent to him oh wow oh, okay cool. or like i've been drop boxing movies to him oh and, yeah, uh, yeah uh if i can make one suggestion would be the original rodan okay i watched that recently and uh that one the consensus for us so far in the podcast has been that's our favorite so far oh, oh nice right. awesome. based on the ones we've watched yeah all right cool uh, i'll make sure to see that for sure yeah uh, transition, Matt. Um, <laughs> because I I can't think of one for this. I can't either. <laughs> but Christine. hey, I find, yes, I finally saw Christine starring Rebecca Hall. And um, fun fact: this is one of my favorite movies of last year. It's uh, a, I mean, it's not a fun movie at all. It's just a really uh, dark, realistic look at depression. It's like a downward spiral that this uh, character, Christine, is going through. Uh, She's a – we've talked about this on the show before, but she's a news reporter for a small Florida station down in Sarasota. And this is the story of – it's a true story. It's based on her – the last uh, months of her life. And I don't want to say anything more about the story than that. Um, the performances all around are great. Um, I really liked uh, Rebecca Hall in this. I think she gives one of the best performances of 2016. Uh, I really like Michael C. Hall. Uh, this must be like a thing. Maybe they called each other like, I'm doing this movie. Let's have both Halls on the cover. Um, but yeah, no, I liked him in this. Uh, I liked, Yeah, I liked everyone in this movie. I thought it was uh, really terrifically done. And it didn't cop out on any of the darker things uh, in the story. Uh, which I appreciated. I really like this one. I know you've seen it, Marcelo. Yeah, I talked about it on the show a few weeks ago now, and yeah. it's funny that you watched this for the first time, and I managed to watch Kate Plays Christine again. Um, yes. I didn't put it on the list. I don't know why I didn't put it on the list, but I guess it works out that you brought this up. But uh, I went to see it in a theater, Kate Plays Christine, and I, I could not pass that up, because I don't think it had a theatrical release uh, in Austin. Uh when it first came out last year and uh, I was also um, happy that the director Robert Green of Kate Place Christine was going to be there but fortunately when I went they were like oh sorry he was snowed in in like Michigan and he, he, he can't make it down but he wah, wah. He, did, he did manage to do a Q&A though uh, through Skype so th- ah, of course that was fun. Uh, oh Skype yeah <laughs> usually it's usually it's useful right Skype Some, yeah okay sure sometimes uh, I'll say like a quick thing because you yes. know because it took us a half an hour to get this call. <laughs> Skype is a wonderful product and we all love it. Uh, brought to you by Skype. So I'll say that uh, Christine and Kate plays Christine. They 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 tackle the same subject matter, which is Christine Chubbuck. Yes. Uh, I I mean I highly recommend both. I th- I think you're a fan of the Christine <gasps> version that Kate that more than Kate plays Christine, right, Matt? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I love both. I I, I, I prefer this. Light years more than the quote unquote documentary Kate Place Christine. I prefer Kate Place Christine uh, a lot more than Christine, but I love both of them. 
uh, it was great seeing Kate Placerstein with a crowd and then having the director answer questions from the crowd because some of the people in the crowd were not having it. <laughs> and, and poor Robert Greene, uh, I, I could tell this wasn't the first time he was defending the movie. Like he he knew like there's like this backlash. He was accused of being fake news by somebody. Uh, oh Jesus! So yeah, I I kind of felt bad, but then also like he he kind of knew what he knew he kind of knew what he was getting into when he made Kate plays Christine. Yeah. Um, and the uh, yeah again I don't want to get into it again because I just talked about it like it seems like just a few episodes ago. Uh, but I'll, I'll say like one quick thing. For those wondering, like, uh, about whether or not this is a coincidence, whether Christine and Kate plays Christine, you know, whether these two like had something to do with each other, or if it was so, just is, big... is it is it like a Dante's Peak uh, volcano situation, an Armageddon Deep Impact situation? Yeah, one thing Robert Green said was like, yeah, it was a complete coincidence, and it was a crazy coincidence because, like, uh, in the production office he was working in, uh, there were also like some other like agent offices. And like mm-hmm. he was, he was working on Kate Place Christine in his office there, but then like he didn't know that you know a few doors down, like uh, these agents were setting up, you know Christine starring, starring Rebecca Hall, <laughs> which is you know the craziest coincidence. And like so he sent out a tweet saying, "Oh, I'm working on Kate Place Christine," and those agents came into his office and said, "What's going on? Like we we already have a movie going on." Uh, with like Rebecca Hall and like it's it's like going and Robert Green, the director of K Place uh, he was like, "Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm doing it." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. And both parties were like, "Okay, you know, may may the best film win." And then you know, it, and then like it kept getting crazier when in Sundance last year, both films got into Sundance and they played uh, them as a double feature, <laughs> no. and everyone was confused. <laughs> Uh, um, Robert Greene admits that it's it's a it's a kind of like a pseudo documentary, and he wasn't sure where in Sundance they place it. They could have placed it in narrative or like in another like uh, a category, yeah. but luckily they placed it in documentary, and they kind of made that separation there, where Christine and K Place Christine are like two different things. So yeah, it's it, it's a crazy story, and like the director of Christine, uh, Antonio Campos, and Robert Greene are apparently good friends, and like the. Like some of the production crew on Christine, like uh, worked on Kate plays Christine, or like okay, were friends with, and but yeah, but it was two completely separate productions that coincidentally came out in the same year. So, and I mean, you know, you had a PA that was late one day because he was working on one movie. He's like, <laughs> I got to run across town. I got to be doing this other movie about the same thing. Yeah, so it's it, it's just a weird coincidence. But but you know, luckily enough, both of these movies I think are well worth watching. That, you know, I mean, like Matt was alluding to, and like what we're saying, the subject matter is like it's 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 a rough watch for both films. But I, th- I think they both handle it pretty well. I think. Um, I mean, Ralph, have have you heard of either of these movies? I haven't heard of either of them, but it reminds me in 1997, I believe there was like two Steve Prefontaine movies that came out at the same time. Oh, and okay, that was weird. Yeah. Like two different movies about the same Olympic runner. It's crazy when that happens. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it, uh, it's it's weird, and it, it it's also weird. Maybe not so weird when you think of like the subject matter of like Christine, because it 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 speaks to like violence on television and what people want to mm-hmm. see, uh, and gun violence on one level. So maybe the society, our society nowadays, kind of is wanting. To see more sub, more like takes on this theme, which is unfortunate, and I guess it was time to kind of retell 
the story of Christine Chubbuck. Uh, but yeah, it's it's worth watching. Both movies are now on iTunes and on video yes. on demand. So I saw mine on Amazon. Yeah, so so check them out <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, like I said previous, Christine was in my honorable mentions in my top ten, and Cape Place Christine was in my top ten. Ooh. So yeah, there you go. That's Christine. And also Cape right. Place Christine. Going and, along with another one word title. <laughs> Lincoln. With a with a name. <laughs> uh Lincoln. Uh the two thousand was it two thousand eleven? Uh, twelve. Twelve, thank you. Spielberg film. I don't have the page up. Uh I should have, but I don't. Starring Daniel Day Lewis. Is that who it is? Let me look it up. Lincoln. That's the guy. Let me see. Yeah. Lincoln <laughs> uh film. Let's see what let's see what comes up. Uh, yes, 2012. You're right, Matt. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yes, yes, he was in this. He he won awards for this movie. What? No, of course not. Crazy, kidding. right? <laughs> so I, I, crazy, crazy that Daniel Day-Lewis would win Oscars. <laughs> you, you were mentioning earlier uh, in your 13 Days uh, breakdown that, yes. hey, it has a president, right? Or the, de- the depiction of a president who, you know, is uh, capable, uh, who is apt for the job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought Lincoln last week because I was like, yeah, I I need to I need to, I need to revisit the film. I I love the film. Back when it first came out, I think it was in my top ten, maybe number four or five. Okay. Um, and I was like, I need to revisit it because I remember it being you know one of the best depictions of any president like in in any film. Uh, so upon revisiting it, I can say it is it is an amazing movie. Uh, I I pushed it up to. A perfect score. I think I had it like four point five out of five on Letterboxd, so then pushed up to five. It's it's perfect in my opinion. I was trying to write something as I was watching it, and I had the hardest mm-hmm. time concentrating on what I was writing because this kind of hard to do that because this movie just takes you in and sweeps you up. Yeah, it's I I I can't say any any more than just I love it, and also it has like the best Spielberg supporting cast of any. Oh my God! Uh, this film. Look at look at this supporting cast. You have Tommy Lee Jones, Sally Field, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Hal Holbrook. Yeah, that's good, good movie, folks. <laughs> Spielberg's I, good at making those. I don't I, know if you knew this. I forgot that Adam Driver shows up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like a for like a kind of pivotal scene in the movie, and yeah, it's it's just. I mean, there's one scene that has uh, who was it? Um, uh, John Hawks, uh, James Spader. Okay. Uh, all in one scene, uh, and and who, who's that? Oh, Tim Blake Nelson. That's right. Yeah, uh, they're all in one scene. I was like, man, is a movie. A, the movie could have been just them, like any other movie, and would have been <laughs> an excellent movie. But this, there's like some. They're like the like like the the tenth build or something out of like yeah a cast of like fifty amazing actors. Anyway, but yeah, um, going back to the point you you, you said earlier about thirteen days, like I. <laughs> It, it, it's crazy how much has changed in like a year uh, in that like presidents like this like Lincoln or or JFK they had like the poise the demeanor uh, fit for the office of president and it's crazy that now like that's like it's, it's it's nostalgia at this point we're not in those days anymore as of Friday as of oh. the 20th of January uh, and yeah, just to and, and and you know, movies like this, movies like Thirteen Days, or, or any other movies that deals with um, the the like these immense 
historical figures that were real Almost men. Almost mythological. Mythological at this point. Going back to those, you know, those movies, those characters, those real people, it's it feels good <laughs> because I, I want to cling to that. I want to say, you know, this is what America, this is what the presidency, this is what it can be, this is what it should be. And it's just devastating that that's not going to be the case in real life anymore. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a it was an apt watch for me. You know, seeing yeah, this I, like a week before. I enjoyed this movie when I first saw it. I haven't seen it since. I've only seen it the once on Blu-ray when it first mm-hmm. came out. Uh, I remember really liking it. I remember having very few issues with it overall. Um, one glaring issue I would have is that. That um, some of those representatives, uh, the pro-slavery ones, they did come off as caricatures at times. Yeah. Uh, but, but other than that, this movie's tremendous. Yeah, it is absolutely, uh, and it, it goes without. Saying. And it was. I will also say uh, that year when this was up for all those Oscars, um, this this was this was up against Argo, I believe, right? Oh yeah, it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Argo beat this one, uh, but I remember thinking um, that this is the second time in a row that Daniel Day-Lewis beat out uh, George Clooney for Best Actor, which That's was right. upsetting to me, but I guess well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, what was Clooney uh, going for? Clooney was up for The Descendants. That's right, yeah. Which, uh, uh, along with Michael Clayton, his other best performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, yeah, right. wow. Yeah, this I- is... Uh, they got to schedule. They got to schedule out their movies <laughs> so they're not putting out movies in the same year. So maybe Clooney can have a fucking chance. Does Does Clooney have a have a big movie coming out this year? Because this year we'll see Dan- not, this year we'll see uh, Day Lewis in a new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. So, so well, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my bud, my good buddy George and be like, yeah, how about you postpone a little bit? <laughs> uh, but I'll, you know, one last thing I'll say: Day Lewis as Lincoln. And that's one reason why I I was captivated by the film rewatching it again. Uh, each, each time he's on screen, each time he like tells a story, like you're you're entranced by it. It's it's a it's one of the best performances I've seen on screen ever, you know. And it's of Lincoln, and it's one of the greatest you know historical figures, real people like ever to live, and also one of the greatest actors of all time. So uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, yeah, and and he's also good. Spielberg is pretty good as well. Uh, he's decent. He's de- Let's not kid ourselves. He's decent. Uh, I I I appreciate him. Uh, I was watching the behind the scenes like bonus features, and and one thing he said was like uh, he 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 essentially said it, he didn't want to make it like a flashy affair because obviously it's Spielberg. He he can make like big you know flashy uh, you know kinetic movies, but he wanted yeah. to keep it very low key. He, he he wanted to concentrate on the performances. And, and and it works. Like his direction really does that. It, it it really highlights the human element, the performances, the the, the low key aspects of it. Because it is it's 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 the passing of a bill. That's all yeah. it is. You know, uh, I don't know. It's Spielberg. Spielberg is the right fit for a subject matter like this because he knows like what to. I, I, I guess is what we're saying. He's a good. He's a good director. <laughs> You're not gonna okay. have, you're not gonna have a Michael Bay in here uh, shooting something like this. You have somebody who who knows how to direct a fucking movie. So, and he does. Uh, that's my uh, those are my smart takes on Lincoln. <laughs> smart takes. Smart takes. Uh, Ralph, have you seen Lincoln? I haven't seen Lincoln. Yeah, it's I I know like on the long list of Spielberg movies to see, like it doesn't really pop out Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, but are you a fan of Spielberg, Ralph? 
Uh, I'm a fan of early Spielberg. I, I never, I kind of, kind of dropped off somewhere around there. Like I really like some of my my favorite movies of all time are Spielberg movies, but those don't go past like Temple of Doom. Okay. Uh, I even, I mean, I like Jurassic Park. And when I first saw it, I didn't love it. Um, but uh, my favorite, by far, Close Encounters. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely love that movie. Um, Jaws, I love. Raiders, Temple of Doom, I love. But it, for me, like if you could do more, something like Close Encounters, that would be great. That would be great. I, it's it's one of those things I haven't seen. Like Empire of the Sun, always those things. I hated Hook, and I know yeah. all these. There's all these people now who who talk about Hook because nostalgia, and I'm not I'm not a Hook fan. Yeah. Um, great scores by John Williams. Yeah. Usually, yes. and I will say um, that his, uh, John Williams' score for uh, Lincoln is one of his best. You know what one of my favorite John Williams scores is? If not my favorite, it's probably in my top five. Mm-hmm. Heart beeps. Speaking of which. That's a good transition. That's the best transition we've had. <laughs> Holy all, shit. That was a good episode. one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know John Williams did the score to Heart Beeps? No. No, I didn't. Have you ever heard of the movie Heart Beeps? I've heard <laughs> no, of it. No, I haven't. I've, I've heard of it, uh, Ralph, but I've never seen it. Tell I us. haven't heard about it uh, since you mentioned it about an hour ago. What is? Tell me <laughs> yeah. about Heartbeeps. Heartbeeps is garbage. <laughs> oh boy! So Heartbeeps is a movie starring Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peter- Peters. Uh, this is 1981. So this is smack dab right between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And for some reason, John Williams did the score to this movie. It's <sighs> amazing. I can dropbox it to you if you'd like. I think it's a score that needs to be heard by as many people as possible. I need to hear this. Um, Imagine John Williams circa that time period, but with heavy, heavy synthesizers along with the orchestra. Yes, please. Okay. So, so Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters, both awesome people play robots. And they're okay. they're robots that have malfunction. They're malfunction, and they're in a warehouse where they're going to be uh, shelved. Um, uh, Randy Quaid works in this uh, this facility because and, of course he does. Yeah, and he uh, he he. Uh, yeah, he's there to kind of work on them, but it sounds like these two are just going to be shelved. These two robots wake up. And they decide that they are going to leave the warehouse and go outside because they're placed in front of a window. They see outside and they go on this journey to find out what's beyond the horizon. It's oh a, it's a cool premise. It's not a good movie. It's not funny. It's not well done. The characters aren't very likable. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect much from the director of Caddyshack 2. Yeah, yeah. But I would expect something from the director of Rock and Roll High School. So I mean, you get, it's a, there's a give and take here. So this movie was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh God! And I believe it was for makeup effects. Yes, because okay. Stan Winston designed 
the look of Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters. The robot people. Yeah. So you're talking you're talking Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters, John Williams, Stan Winston, uh, uh Randy Quaid. <clears throat> also showing up in this movie is Christopher Guest. Oh, okay. Who I'm sure everybody likes Christopher Guest just fine. Um, there's just a ton of talent in this movie that's just awful. It's, <laughs> it's an awful movie. But uh, I recently uh, got it. My friend Jorge, who who does the podcast with me, found it on VHS and uh, gave it to me. And I've been uh, been posting some stuff from it. And it's um, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> like imagine. <laughs> I feel like it could be remade. Okay. Use, use the exact same score, though, and uh, I think it could be made into a decent, decent movie. I think, I think uh, there's some themes in it that are reminiscent of Wally. I guess. Okay. Um, kind of like the last. He's not really the last robot, but he's a robot uh, who finds a relationship with a female robot. And they try to find the meaning of life, sort of, or find that there's more to... As robots? Yeah, there's more to, to life than what their job or purpose is. Uh, it's just the execution is just poor. Oof. Um, so I will have to track down Heartbeeps. It, it is, it is available. Like, they did a, a DVD release back when DVDs were still DVDs. Um, when they first, yes, they first did a thing, yeah. Look great widescreen it's nice uh uh widescreen format um it, it's there's the the makeup does look cool i think andy kaufman and bernadette peters look neat uh there's a robot called catskill who is a joke telling robot and he okay. is, tells awful jokes <laughs> uh, i'm gonna spoil it it's because his joke setting was said to bad jokes nice <laughs> Um, uh, I just looked this up on Amazon. Uh, it's available on DVD for nine ninety nine. That's or too you, much. Or you can get a two pack uh, featuring Heartbeats, Heartbeeps, plus the Bill Paxton uh, Thunderbirds movie. Oof! Uh, it's a two pack, and it's only eight dollars. Uh, there's got to be a better way to find this. <laughs> it's available. It's, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it's not a good movie. Uh, a friend recently told me it's the longest 80 minutes you've ever seen. Oh, God. Um, it's available like on Amazon to rent for $4 in that's, HD. It's uh, too much. Too much. Yeah, but, <laughs> in you H- have... but in HD, in I mean, HD. that might be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, you really see that Stan Winston magic pop out in HD. Yeah. Yeah. The robot, I mean, they look cool. They look cool. I I would say just maybe do a search on I doubt it's on Netflix or Hulu or something, but who knows? It uh, might be somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if torrents still exist. <laughs> That's bad to do, people. But I don't spend eight or nine bucks on this, or even four bucks to rent it. <laughs> but if you could track down, if you could track down the score, it was a it was a limited release on a. Uh, uh, a few years back and I, I snagged a copy and it's so it's so so good because how often do you get to hear new John Williams from that era like, yeah right you just don't like unheard y- yeah oh it's so good the, the electronics are 
not from 1981. But it, the score as an album. Uh, the it's the score for Heart Beeps, I just looked it up. It is streaming uh, on Apple Music if you have that. And I just added it to my library. Oh, there you go. So that is terrific. Okay, so that means it's probably on Spotify. It's probably everywhere else. So definitely check this out, folks. Yes. And if you want, if you want to be convinced right away, I believe track it's track number four. It's called Val's Val's first drive. First drive. Uh, Oh yes, there it is. John Williams had a lot of time on his hand oh, that summer. Dude, it was so good. It's so good. Because the score kind of evolves a little bit, too. It starts off with really heavy electronics, and as it goes on, it transitions more into, like, traditional orchestra. Okay. It's, a, it's amazing. It's an amazing score. It's, I, can't, I can't recommend the movie whatsoever. <laughs> but the music. I, yeah. I had picked up the score before I'd seen the movie. Okay. Because it was, it was something like they only released, like, a thousand – CDs okay. of it or something like that. And I'm like, well, I need to get that. It's John Williams. I like John Williams. And uh, I listened to the score forever. And then I finally watched the movie and it kind of <laughs> almost ruined the, 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 the joy of listening to the album. Oh but, no. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, because it, because when you listen to the score afterwards, you're just reminded of the movie. But, this is a movie that occurred. Yeah. But I, I mean, maybe watch a trailer just to kind of see what it looks just like. Just to get an idea for it, yeah. But man, it's bad news. It's bad <laughs> news. So much talent in it, too. So much talent. And it's just, ugh. So see heartbeats, right? <laughs> yes. There's a reason why they don't cover it in uh, Man on the Moon. <laughs> yeah, true. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah I, I I'm I'm intrigued um I I think I just wait till it's on like HBO hopefully like on a streaming service I can I can watch it without really you know paying. spending ten dollars on it <laughs> or four yeah. bucks for a rental yeah yeah, oh, just, yeah if you have an Apple TV just ask your Apple remote maybe <laughs> heart beeps what yeah. I do uh so yeah so. There you go. If you want to see that bizarre thing, I, I just looked it up too. It's it's only seventy seven minutes. Damn, so, man, uh, <laughs> packing it all in. Uh, so here we go. Another another shift in tone. Oh, most most definitely a huge <laughs> shift in tone. Finally, um, our final topic of the I was going to say evening, but no, it's only early afternoon. Yes, uh, Mister Eyebrows himself. Right. Yes, I watched a few movies uh, by Martin Scorsese. I finally got to see Silence. It opened up by me uh, last week, so I got to see that. And let me tell you, this movie is pretty, pretty good, uh, in the words of Larry David. Um, I haven't had a more difficult time in a theater seeing a... I guess it's a major release. Uh, this is not a movie that holds your hand. This is not a movie that answers any questions that it that it posits but i love this thing i I think the it's one of his prettiest films uh there's some imagery here uh he draws a lot from uh the films of uh say like kurosawa with his imagery uh in this uh rightfully so uh 
and the performances here are terrific. Uh, Andrew Garfield gives a really great performance uh, for the short amount of screen time that he's on the screen. I really liked uh, Liam Neeson. I thought he was amazing in this, uh, in what he has. Probably his best performance since The Grey, uh, which I still think is his best. Um, I really liked... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this name, but Isai Ogata. He plays the uh, Grand Inquisitor in Japan. Really liked him uh, in Silence. Uh, he had a uh, an evil playfulness about him that I really appreciated. Uh, Marcelo, you saw this movie, right? Yeah, uh, we talked about it previously, but uh, you liked it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's a weird word to use, like, because uh, I yeah, I mean, it's not a movie that you can enjoy. I, no, I suppose <laughs> there's no real enjoyment in it, but it's it's a movie I I've seen twice now because I had to see it twice after the first viewing. I was like, ah, there's so much to process. Uh, I mean, I there's a lot to appreciate. The performances, each and every one, are they're top notch. Uh, the direction, the cinematography, the sound, and like everything is. Is 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 beautiful. Is amazing, and then like the actual, like what's happening on screen. It's it, yeah, like you were saying, it's hard to process. Yes, and it's just you know ninety nine percent pain uh, that the audience goes through, that the characters go through, and you know the resolution. Uh, if you could even call it that at the end, it's 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 definitely tough to to to. Handle. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say there's. There's comedic relief oh, yeah. <laughs> in, There's... in this, uh, but there are uh, a few scenes where I was just I, I laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, most, mostly with there. that mostly with that guy who you know every twenty minutes or so would come in and be like, I want to confess my sins, and it's like, <laughs> dude, that's not how this works. Just stop. Just yeah, stop. Well, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. You want to be repentant, but come on, dude, chill out. Just leave this man alone. That that for like that, ten minutes. That running gag is is actually very welcome. <laughs> It's and, pretty good. It's pretty well Im- implemented. I, I like that part. And also, just adds like so much to, like what the what the movie's trying to say, or like not say. Yeah. You know, silence. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely one I I've seen it twice now, and I fully appreciate. You know what Scorsese is 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 is, is like uh, trying to say about like yeah. the, the wrestling between you know uh, beliefs, faith, the existence of God, like all that he's trying to put in this movie. And it's there. I think it's his most personal movie ever, um, from what I've seen of his. There are like more movies I need to see of his for sure, but because I haven't seen Kundun. Uh But yeah, I like. <laughs> Sorry, that's my go-to joke. <laughs> but yeah, um, Silence is is an exceptional movie. One that I I'm, I know for sure I'll be re- revisiting uh, more and more through the years. I think it'll fall in line with yeah, like other classics because i can i, I dare it's maybe, it's maybe too early to say but i think it's you know well i'll just give it some time i think yeah. in, a few, in a few years we won't be surprised uh to to come back around to it because hey it bombed at the box office so i shocker I, <laughs> a, a nearly three hour uh, epic about faith and yeah and, and wrestling with the, the existence of god that you know american audiences you know weren't going for it <laughs> No, not at all. No, not at all. but I can see in a few years' time people coming around to it and just calling it another Scorsese classic because it's uh, it's de- it's de- it's definitely prime for that. Moving on to another Scorsese classic, I watched uh, Bringing Out the Dead uh, two times this week. 
because I'm lazy and didn't want to take the DVD out of the uh, the player. Seems to, seems to happen to you a lot. I, I'm... Yeah, that happened. That happened last week. I forget what movie that happened with, but it definitely that that's a thing that. Oh, that's Green Room. When I watched Green Room twice in a that's week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I this movie is like offensively underrated. Uh, it's really <laughs> one of his best movies. Uh, it's this crazy one crazy night. Uh, in an ambulance with uh, Nick Cage giving one of his best performances and uh, it's a great reteaming of uh, Paul Schrader uh, the screenwriter for Taxi Driver along with Scorsese. Uh, I love the cinematography in this. Uh, a lot of uh, dreamy looking scenes with uh, great reflections of uh, of uh, ambulance lights on the blacktop. I, I love the performances in this. Nicolas Cage, obviously. Patricia Arquette, uh, I know she won an Oscar for Boyhood, but I, I feel that was a makeup Oscar because she didn't get one for this uh, because she is amazing in this. I love John Goodman. Um, he is an awesome foil to Nicolas Cage early on. Uh, Ving Rhames and Tom Sizemore are, are, are the others that uh, you know join him on this weird 12-hour journey that Nicolas Cage goes on. And uh, even Mark Anthony shows up in a very convincing role playing uh, Noel. He's a, uh, basically, I guess he's a crackhead uh, <laughs> with these wild dreads. And uh, he's amazing in this as well. I didn't know that he could, you know, act when I first saw this movie. But hey, he's pretty damn good too. Uh, yeah, Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, I know uh, Talk Film Society contributor, uh, writer uh, Rocky Juarez uh, mentioned this in one of his Vulcan staff picks. Yeah. And holy crap, uh, he could not be more on the money. Um, the needle drops in this movie, specifically that he calls out, are awesome. Great soundtrack. Uh, a lot of Clash songs. Uh, some Van Morrison. Some good stuff to, to be heard on the soundtrack for this. Uh, have either of you seen this one? Yeah, I saw it in the theater, actually. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. I do remember that there is some sort of... Uh, uh, they, they discover there's some sort of kind of a mystery drug or something. Yes, uh, I think it's called Red Death. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's like a symbol associated with it. And then uh, I remember there was a scene where is Nicolas Cage walking and there's like snow like falling up? Yes. Or something? Okay, I remember that. Yes, that's when he's uh, he's on that drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a very it's a, I remember it being a very dark movie, mm-hmm. uh, a little uneasy. Um, <clears throat> there was one scene I remember... Uh, and this is very specific to me, so I don't even know if I'll bring it up. Um, but it seems like every call he goes on, it, it just keeps sending him deeper and deeper into this crazy yeah. world. Yeah, it's insane. And, God, uh, when did it come out? 98 99, or something? 99. Yeah, so it's been almost 20 years since I've seen it. So I'm only catching like uh, flashes in my head. Yeah, of, like of, little flashbacks. Yeah, yeah I, maybe I should check it out again. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's really, really good. I, uh, unfortunately, not available on Blu-ray yet. Uh, it's only on DVD and on, on various you know streaming services. Is uh, it I'm really hoping. Uh, kinda. I mean, yeah, I kinda. I'm really hoping that this gets a Blu-ray one day. Uh, maybe Criterion could sweep that up. Uh, I know that they have a distribution deal with Paramount, so it's very possible that we could see this uh, join the Criterion Collection uh, one day. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, each time I see this movie, uh, Bring Out the Dead, I like it more and more. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Like you were saying, we'll see a, 
a Criterion Blu-ray or a Blu-ray at all. And uh, anything, anything, yeah. give me something. Well, I mean, Scorsese's been in the Criterion Collection for the next movie you're going to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, yeah. I finally saw The Last Temptation of Christ for the first time, <laughs> and wow, uh, this is one of his best. It's one of those movies that when it first came out, uh, there was a whole bunch of controversy, yeah. uh, which I understand. I understand where these, you know, uh, they're coming from. Uh, I don't know if I understand it. I'm going to, let me jump <laughs> I mean, in here real quick. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember this movie cause I'm, I'm an older dude. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 40 soon. Uh, I remember when this movie came out and it, it was huge controversy. Um, I grew up Catholic. I, so did I. Yeah, twelve years. Twelve years of Catholic school. Same. Uh, I decided not to do my confirmation, which was a huge step for me because I had I had to I had to get that PlayStation. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's the whole thing. Is every <laughs> you know, it was always implied that you had to, and I talked to my parents and said, I, I don't want to. The yeah. whole point of this part of the this uh, this this. Uh, evolution of becoming a good Christian is confirmation, which you don't get to choose if you're baptized. You barely you don't really get to choose when you get your first communion. Confirmation is saying, I'm confirming the fact that I'm down with all this. And I was able to bow out. My parents actually let me bow out of it. But but that didn't stop me from, from getting out of Catholic high school. Yeah. But um, so anyway, the huge controversy about this movie. The Catholic Church was all over it. They were mad about it. I remember my dad going to go see it. Uh, I never really heard anything about it, and then I saw it about maybe maybe ten years ago. I saw it for the first time, mm-hmm. and I did not understand the controversy whatsoever. Well, the reason I understand the controversy is that it just goes against what you know the Bible says. But I mean, I understand that if people had actually seen the movie. Uh, you don't. You would not understand the controversy because they they started out by saying this is not based on the Bible. This is based on a book. Yeah. Uh, so, maybe you people should learn to read more than one book. That would, yeah. that would be really really sweet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a really great look at faith uh, and what that means. Just using the character of Jesus as a cipher. I mean, it it funnels everyone's self-doubts through this one man. I mean, and it's backed up by gorgeous images. Uh, Scorsese knows what he's doing. I mean, you know that this is one of his movies just by sensing it, you know? I mean, and it has some terrific performances. I mean, this is, in my estimation, probably Willem Dafoe's best role. Uh, He is (laughs) terrific in this. He's also good in John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God! Yes, great in that too. But um, it's funny because I remember that a lot of the controversy surrounded around surrounded um uh the scenes where Jesus and Mary Magdalene slept together. Yeah, that, that was and, like the and him main having thing. Like a life, <laughs> but how it fits into the story, I feel makes total sense. Yeah, and it doesn't really contradict the Bible it's not saying that it's it's saying like like it makes it just makes sense the way it's I don't want to give it away but it makes sense to me and I just I just feel that this is one of those movies that people protested sight unseen obviously 
Yeah. They had they had heard like, oh, that's what it's about. No, we're not going to allow this. So yeah. we're just going to shit all over it before it comes out. And, I mean, it's still banned in a lot of countries, which is baffling to me. Seeing has it, they probably just they probably just forgot about it. Yeah, like, they put the ban on it, and it's been something like I don't know thirty years, and they're like, no one's thought about that movie to unban it. Yeah, <laughs> like who's who's lifting the ban on thirty year old movies? They probably yeah. They probably just forgot about it. Uh, Marcel, you've seen this? Yes, I've seen it once before, uh, maybe like 10 years ago now. And I okay. recently bought the Blu-ray after seeing Silence for the second time. Uh-huh. And I, I I have to sit down and watch Temptation of Christ, Last Temptation of Christ, because just seeing Silence, uh, seeing Silence, it hit me. It's like I, I haven't experienced anything like this like, since seeing like Last Temptation of Christ. Um, yeah. You know, uh, appropriately enough, Scorsese, um, and uh, nobody really tackles faith uh, on film like Scorsese uh, from from just those two movies, from Silence and Last Temptation of Christ. So yeah, I I, I haven't been able to see it again because I I need to really like focus. I, I need to just sit down and put all my focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, something you can have on in the background exactly you know it's you know it's not that type of movie so i'll i'll see it here soon enough and i'm sure i'm 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 gonna appreciate it even more now you know 10 years removed so i uh, can't wait to see it again hmm. yeah uh, it's a good in <laughs> as i like to say um speaking of last temptation of christ we've reached the, the last, last moments of moments the show of the show <laughs> perfect uh, Ralph, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, this was a good time. Uh, yeah, I hope you had fun. And before we let you go, uh, plugs. Where can the people listening find you online? Okay, the right now we got the. Uh, it came from the VCR, so just uh, uh, VHS dude. You can do that at VHS dude um, on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. And I would and, like to say that's where I got my awesome pan and scan T-shirt. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got the pan. You know, I literally made that shirt for myself. I'm like, <laughs> this is a shirt I would like. No one would want this shirt. And it, it, one got purchased immediately. And I think that was you. <laughs> it's um, so good. It's so good. Yeah, you could get it that one. It pisses everyone off. I love it. You could get that one at uh, VHSdude.com. Um, and then the new podcast is uh, just called the Kaiju Podcast, and you can follow that at Kaiju Pod. Do you guys like the TV show Lost? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've I've seen the first and the last episodes. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I did that um, show real weird. <laughs> yeah, I really don't bring it up a lot, but um, you know the guy who plays Hurley, right? Yeah, yes, uh, Jorge Garcia. Yeah. He's my co-host. Oh, what? what? That's awesome. Yeah, so it's me and him. It's me and him talking about um, these movies. Wow. So, wow. so yeah, that's kind of what's going on with that. I I feel weird saying it because I don't want to like use his name to like. True. Yeah. I'm like because I'm just a dude. But it's, it's I I I feel bad for not recognizing his name because you 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 mentioned him before in the podcast and I I, I just, I've only because uh, I've only said Jorge. Oh, okay, I haven't okay. said his last name. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, next time you talk to him, tell him I loved him in Cooties. You know, I still. You I know, thought I, he was amazing in that. I still haven't seen it. Oh my god, you I need to see Cooties. It. I know, I know. It's, it's so right good. up my alley. He ha- he has the poster, the one that looks like kind of the Halloween font with okay. the with the skeleton hand holding the um the lollipop. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, such a good poster. And he told me, I don't know if I should tell this stuff, but I guess his, his this is going to be, I guess, a non-spoiler. I don't know. His character was supposed to die, and they liked it so much, they went and did reshoots, so he survived. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I, but I don't know. I, I haven't seen the movie. I'm assuming he survives, but... Um, yeah, he does. He just he's just you know in his in his truck the whole time. It's awesome. It's like, yeah, yeah. God, I love that movie. Yeah, but I feel weird talking about him. Like, yeah, because he's just a friend of mine. We've been friends yeah. for like ten years, and uh, I just yeah, <laughs> we're talking about he's uh, just some Godzilla guy. movies. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Godzilla movies. But um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it, I mean, if people weren't already sold on the concept of the podcast alone. Uh, lost fans would I mean I, I I'm I'm like more sold because I love, uh, like, there's, like I love nothing, there's nothing lost related it's literally just us talking about but just, but just to hear his voice think, yeah I <laughs> it's, think it's, it's been so long since I've heard his voice I'm also I'm also a fan of his Weezer album <laughs> you you know what's funny is I was God this so makes me sound like a yeah, I was at his house uh, the day before that was announced, and he oh, God. Told, told us about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's like, I he said they just he was just visiting uh, a recording session, and they took that picture, and they're just like, <laughs> "Hey, is it all right if we make this the album?" <laughs> That's so bizarre. It's weird. He 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 knows it's weird, but uh, that's a good album though. <laughs> yeah, it's the only Weezer album I own. <laughs> I got it just because my friend's on the cover. It's so wonderful. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, I mean, check it out. It's yeah, we don't talk about Lost. I think I think we get about ten episodes in, or eight episodes in before he actually mentioned Lost. As uh, Godzilla GMK, which is Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, All Out Monster Attack. I've seen that where he he mentions he mentions something where that it reminded him of Lost. So, ah. but I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Just check it out. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's it, it. He says it on like the third or second episode where he just says like this podcast really isn't for anybody but us. <laughs> like we don't know who's going to listen to it. I think our first episode had some like 300 downloads or something. And, oh, wow. Nice. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing is weird. Cause I used to do when lost came out, I did a podcast about lost and it was uh, pretty popular. It, did like we would get something like twenty, I think around twenty seven thousand downloads a week or something. Oh, wow! But um, and that's how I met him. <laughs> that's oh, okay. He, yeah, he was a fan of that show, and then uh, kind of snowballed and just regular friendship. So it's weird, but yeah. Yeah. So ch- check it out, folks. <laughs> yeah, kaiju, kaiju pod. You'll find that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you go. Uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, I'll I'll retweet uh, you guys on Talk from Society, and I'll mention it in the once we post this uh, uh, once the episode goes out. So yeah, and what's great about it is we do it biweekly, and they're only a half hour long. And each episode, cool. we only talk about one kaiju movie. Yeah, cool. So there you go. I mean, I 
some people uh, like those easy digestible episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I I would like to do a series like that. I, I've done like short ones like that, but we're just terrors. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say like this is a two hour episode, so. Um, if you want something lighter, go f- go go for uh, go go for Ralph's yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so that was Ralph. Uh, Matt, what about you? As usual, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C. You can also find me on Letterboxd under the same name to see if I'm lying about what movies I'm watching. Here's a spoiler. I'm never lying about what movies I'm watching. Uh, you can also find me uh, over at TalkFilmSociety.com, uh, bringing everyone some great articles uh, for everyone to enjoy, because it's a good time. It is a good time. Uh, as for me, I'll piggyback on what Matt was saying, TalkFilmSociety.com. Uh, as of uh, when this episode comes out, the voting for the final round of the Talk Film Society Awards, uh, it's underway. Yes. So we'll vote for the best of the year, and we'll announce the winners. The and don't st- forget about that urine list. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and check out for that. Very important that that uh, urine list on talkfromsociety.com. dot com. Check it. I mean, uh, <laughs> to be released. Uh, we'll see. And, Catch it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, listen to all the podcasts. Uh, I'm so happy that again. I'll reiterate from from the first thing we talked about. All episodes, the entire archive of, of it's all there now. It's all there of the Talk from Society, everything, Die Hard for the National Film Industry, uh, the podcast where it happens, the Hamilton podcast, uh, this one, Haycast, uh, Colorado. What a time to be alive! Jeez, I've done. I, I, I'm not joking when I say it's. You're a machine. One hundred and seventy-six hours worth of podcasts. Podcasts are up there. That's like a lot of hours. That's a lot, and that's just. Uh, but that's just this episode alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going, guys. Let's do another hour. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I have to go to the movies. <laughs> oh, you have to see Moonlight. We cannot. Yeah, I'm going to see Moonlight. Jesus. We we, we can't let. And you, you have to go to school. That. Yes, I have to go to school in about uh, ninety minutes, and after after yes. after edit a piece for TalkFromSociety.com. Yes. Uh, I I guess I can say it now since this is going to be released afterwards, but. Uh, I'm about to edit uh, Rocky and Pat Healy's uh, Vulcan picks. Oh shit! So special guest, special guest Pat Healy. So I'm I'm excited to to release that to the world. So that's the, that's the type of stuff that's going on at TalkFromSociety.com, uh, and that's it. Uh, Ralph, thanks for coming on once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this uh, was fun. And Matt, another great episode. I had fun. <laughs> I'm glad you had. <laughs> I fun. had a I had a blast. As the kids say. Okay, Grandpa. It, it was lit. Oh, that's enough. Um, AF. Let's keep being woke as fuck uh, with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that's the catchphrase. It's a bit. <laughs>